Buying a home is an important milestone. Find the right realtor and the right listings for your needs at todayshomebc.com. Powered by Black Press Media. With easy-to-use search filters and direct links to realtors and their websites, you'll get all the information you need to find your perfect home. Search hundreds of local listings and get access to the top real estate professionals to help you find your perfect property. Get started now at todayshomebc.com. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver, and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Bet99.net, and Resurrection Spirits in East Van. Now, from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic. Welcome to Episode 2 of the Northwest Tankline Super Bowl Show, coming to you from Radio Row in Phoenix at the Convention Center. It's the Moj along with Chris Burns, our 22nd year at Radio Row. And, man, are we going to have a lot of fun tonight. Hour number one coming up in a matter of minutes. We're going to have Kurt Menefee from Fox Sports stop by. Also in this hour, the Hall of Famer James Lofton. Yes, part of the Westwood One broadcast team. You hear him quite a bit in Vancouver on the Westwood One broadcast. Trey Wingle, formerly of ESPN, is going to stop by. We're going to talk to him about, well, the advance of gambling when it comes to the National Football League in a couple of minutes as well. Former Atlanta Falcons GM Thomas Dimitrov, who, by the way, great Canadian roots. His dad coached in Ottawa. Thomas played his college football at the University of Guelph. He, along with Eric Eager, are part of a company called Sumer Analytics. And what they do is they just basically break down everything when it comes to football in terms of analytics, not only on the field, but even in roster construction. It's fascinating stuff, and I wish we had more time with Thomas and Eric. But coming up next, right now, here he is. He is the man. He is the legend. He is Kurt Menefee of Fox Sports. Kurt, thanks for stopping by. Well, thank you. Good to be yeah. with you guys again. But yeah. we always It's become a Super Bowl tradition, it, it feels has. like. But, you know, yeah. Chris and I always talk about this one degree of separation that there is in this world of mm-hmm. football. We're walking to the convention center this morning. We just bump into Max Strong. And, of course, you know, I, I said, hey, we got to run. We're actually interviewing Kurt Menefee. And he's like, <laughs> I, you know, you guys have a history Mac, together. Exactly. Working together Mac, at the Seahawks preseason games. Max, good people. Yeah, oh, Seahawks yeah. legend there. Uh, now over in, in Pullman. I think he went over with his, when his wife, she's a professor. Yes. So yeah. he went over there, and so he's out of Seattle, so I don't get to see him as much as, as I used to. But uh, good people. Very so good that, people. So that is really good, good that you got a chance to run into him and, and thank him for the message he said. There you go. <laughs> How are you enjoying your week? Uh, is this still the same week? That's the question. So I, I feel like I've been here about a month already. Uh, I got in on Monday. Today is Wednesday, mm-hmm. and the game's still four days away. So <laughs> that's the one thing. But it, you know what? There's nowhere else you'd rather be. It's yeah. like you sit there and you go, eh, it's a long week, and it is a long week. But if you weren't here, you want to be here. You know, it's interesting how things change. I mean, I remember going to the media sessions for the, the broadcast crews mm-hmm. when they first started. And you could sit at a table. There'd be like eight or nine people and eventually kind of meander your way to the next seat to whoever was at the table. You could do a little two- or three-minute interview with a Jimmy Johnson or a Howie Long. Mm-hmm. You guys now, you guys like it's like the media night for the players. They got you on podiums and six deep. You guys were like rock stars I don't know at about, that event. About that part of it, but it, it is. You know, I, I think just everything about the National Football League has grown exponentially over the last mm-hmm. decade in particular. You know, uh, yes, over the last 29 years since Fox has been doing it, but really this last 10 years has been an explosion in the media coverage from a digital standpoint, from a radio standpoint, uh, from a television standpoint. I mean, you name it, because the NFL is king. 
mean, mm -hmm. everybody wants a piece of it, everybody wants to be a part of it, and when you look at it, uh, at least in the States for sure, the, the numbers are, there's nothing else close to it. Before Bernsey grills you on the X's and O's, you're here with the good folks at X-Tech, our good friend Bob Broderick representing them. Tell us about these shoulder pads, because they look pretty wicked. Well, that's what, the, not only they look good, they help you play good, even though it's not proper grammar. That's good. Okay, it, it works. Good. It's thank, all good. Thank you for, it's thank all you very much. Good. No, the thing is, like, you look at these things, back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I'm talking 10, 15 years ago, not that long ago, Shoulder pads, when you saw football players, they were huge. Like, you couldn't I, see their I, necks. I, I'll, like it I'll show you a touched picture. the bottom <laughs> of their helmet. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. Oh, yeah. But now these things are so lightweight because of the technology that X-Tech put into their pads. And you can go to X-TechPads, plural, dot com, or follow them on Instagram, at X-TechPads. Um, but it allows players to perform better because they have much lighter pads on right now and much more flexible pads and you look at how effective they are in keeping guys healthy and that's the biggest thing is the technology and you can hit this thing with a hammer or a baseball bat and you would you know you feel the, the impact of it but you wouldn't feel any pain you wouldn't feel the blow and the top players in the nfl are wearing them right now it's the number one pad in the league justin jefferson who led the league in receiving josh jacobs who led the league in rushing nick bosa who led the league in sacks all those guys wear x-tech pads because they realize that, one, it keeps them healthy, allows them to stay on the field and, and put up those kinds of numbers. But, two, it, it's something that doesn't inhibit them the way those old shoulder pads used to. You know, it cracks me up because you see those old highlight reels from the 80s. I remember, like, you know, Kenny oh. Easley, the shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <you> know, <laughs> like, I was talking with Daryl Johnston the other day, yeah. you know, the former Cowboy fullback. You look at a picture from him, and it's like yeah. – you can barely see him. You see the big shoulder pads yeah. at number 48, and that's yeah. it, you yeah. know, the rest of it. But this thing, it, it, it's really changed a lot of people's lives because it does keep them healthy, and it does keep them on the field. And it's not just the NFL players. I oh, mean, no. Ohio State, USC, Auburn, uh, high schools, uh, and there are programs all around that, that, you know, get these into the hands and onto the shoulders of young players, including they've got donations set up. You can go online. You can figure out a way to try and maybe get your program involved in it as well. Kurt Menefee is our guest, the host of Fox NFL Sunday. Now, here's the tough part. Bernsey starts grueling. You think Howie well, hey, and Bradshaw I'm, and those guys are tough. <laughs> Wait till this guy starts talking NFL and, you know, well, the X's and O's. I want to talk X's and O's, but you almost you almost left me in a situation where I can talk pads because I was a gear guy when I played, and I, I okay. love talking about it. We'll do, a, we'll do that off here. Um, you know, you talked about how the game has, the, the, the game has grown the, um, the, it's exploded. The, the, the media has changed a little bit. How do you think that has changed the experience for the teams? And like the Super Bowl the, experience? Yeah, the Super Bowl experience. One of the things I always talk about, it's hard to come to, to a game like this and win it if you haven't been there before. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I think you certainly need veteran leadership. Let's say it that way. Um, and so you may not have personally have needed to be here, but you certainly need guys on your team yeah. who have been here who can kind of and take in your organization. And in the organization. Because it has grown so much. You know, one of the big things, it used to be, oh, you just had to worry about tickets for your family and you got to yeah. do this. Well, that de what we call dead week because there's no game, it's so important. That's when you've got to get all that stuff lined up because when you get here, you're, as a player, you've got practice and they try to keep it you know, low-key yeah. as, as much as they can, but you still have obligations with the media. And you've mm -hmm. got you know, media day on, on Monday night. You've got a media performance on Wednesday. You've got to sit down with whichever network is doing it, uh, the game, to just do those, those pictures where you go, hey, I'm so-and-so and I went to this school. Yeah. Like, that takes yeah. time. You've got to try your family. They show up. They want to have dinner with you. But all these guys are also 
so many of them are mini corporations. Yeah. So they've got some business deal that they've got to yeah. do. Right. Yeah. While they're on a big platform, but that means they get dragged from place to place as well. So there's so much that goes on here now that didn't go on before where you could just show up and play a football game. And you touched on something that, uh, that I wanted to ask you about. From your guys' perspective, how much more access do you have to them? How much more, and really what mm -hmm. I'm getting at is the demand on them from from guys yeah. like you that are that are you know the the big broadcaster yeah. the, the big outlet. Well, the, the, I think the one thing that we have that, that no one else has is the network that does the game that year, and it's yeah. us this year. You know, next year it'll be CBS, and we'll be on the outside. Yeah. But the network that does the game, you get an opportunity to go to the team practices. Yeah. And by doing that, you can have some one-on-one -on -one time and talk to guys and talk to players and coaches. We also have, I, I used an example of earlier, where, you know, you do the lineups where all the guys have to show up and go, hey, you know, yeah. I, I, this is what. So yeah. we did that on Monday night. A couple of us, myself and Jimmy Johnson, we went over there and we hung out and we got a chance to talk yeah. to players and do. So you get access that other people don't, but yeah. it's only on the years that you're doing the game. And you know, Kurt, one of the things, too, like we talk about it from a broadcaster's perspective and covering the game, but, man, um, just doing it as a broadcaster, it, it's a career highlight. I mean, I know Chris, yeah. Chris did color for a great cup game in, in Canada yeah. on radio. I was yeah. lucky enough to work sidelines five or six times and, you know, do pregames. But, man, kind of looking back at it now, I wish I would have savored the moment yeah. a little bit more. Are, are you doing it, that? I mean, when you, when you come to these games and you realize, hey, yeah. because you're only doing them every, what, three, four years. Every three right? years, yeah. yeah. yeah and I, I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like if we weren't here, we would want to yeah. be here. Yeah. You know, so you get here and you go, yeah, it's a long week and it's a grind. And, it's like, and I've first done all, it before. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. But first of all, like, nobody at home cares because they want to <laughs> be here. But seriously, if, if you're in the radio business, you're in the television business, and you're sitting at home and you're watching the people that are there, as you say, it, it, it's a crowning achievement in your career. If you can do it, you would say, wow, I would love to do that. So you're doing something that you wish you could yeah. do. Your wishes come true. Take advantage of it. Try to savor the moment. Try to enjoy it. And I try to do that, um, certainly within reason, knowing that I still got work to and, do. And, you know, the other thing, too, about this event, and John Riggins, I think, said it the best many years ago. This is like a convention for people in the media, right? Yeah. It's like our yearly get-together. Really yeah. And it's great to see you. And, you know, like we, we bumped into Max Strong, who yeah. we haven't seen in a long time. And, you know, the ability to connect people. And I think that's the other thing about this event that I keep keeps drawing us back yeah. is all those people that we work with and know and have the enjoy uh, have the time to enjoy their company it's like a bad high school reunion yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. a bit of a, a slightly twisted twisted yes. high school reunion and one of the cool things too especially this year is i've run into so many people who've said who who haven't been here like me i, I haven't been to the last two okay right and yeah so many people right. weren't weren't here i think you know it makes you appreciate oh. it more by missing it a little bit. Yeah. And exactly, you put it really well. If you weren't here, and I, you know, I bitch about it, and, you know, I got another real job. Yeah. And, you know, I come down here, and I'm here because I want to be here. And if I wasn't here, I would be wishing I was here. A hundred percent. I got to tell you, before we get to the X's and O's and get your yeah. thoughts on the game, uh, I remember a few years ago, um, we were in Dallas, and I think it was the Green Bay-Pittsburgh Super Bowl, yeah. and we had the little headsets on, walking through the thing, and we had the live feed of the Fox broadcast. And Joe was talking to the crew right before the crew game he said hey let's go make some memories right mm -hmm. and, I, and I remember that and it kind of brings me to the point yesterday at, at the media conference somebody asked you about your favorite Super Bowl memories and you brought up the story of Howie Long on the sidelines yeah, yeah. New England and Atlanta can you relay yeah, it, that story it, it, for our listeners because I thought it was an amazing story well that was the Super Bowl in Houston and everybody obviously remembers it you know the comeback from 28 to 3 down mm -hmm. and New England won the Super Bowl that year first and only overtime Super Bowl until Sunday, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so that was a great game, and that's what people remember. But for me, 
we're standing down on the sideline in the overtime, and obviously the game could end on one place. You have no idea when, it, when it's going to end. And I was standing beside Howie Long, and his son Chris Long was playing for the New England Patriots. And Chris had played a long time with the St. Louis Rams and you know, one-win teams, two-win teams, and had finally gotten to New England, got to a Super Bowl. And I was watching Howie as, as the, the overtime was going on. I was watching him actually more than I was watching the game. And it was like he was in a different place, like he was taken away. And you could see, mm-hmm. one, he was concerned about his son, but two, when the game ended, the pride that a father oh. had. Mm-hmm. And you could just see the joy that he had and how much it meant to him that his son won. And it wasn't like, hey, we're Super Bowl champs. It was like he, in some ways he felt a burden had been taken off his son yeah. and all those bad years were worth it. And for me, as someone who you know, I knew Chris when he was in high school um, and who you know, knows how he and his wife Diane, you know that family, you feel a sense of pride in it. Mm-hmm. You feel like, wow, I'm so happy for him being happy in this moment. And that, to me, is the one thing I'll always – that's my favorite Super Bowl memory, and it's got nothing to do with the actual game itself. That's pretty great. <laughs> I think a lot of times people forget whether it's the athletes or, or guys like you and Howie. And, you know, these are real people that have real lives and, and real families. And, yeah, it's cool. Oh, yeah, it's his son playing. Well, remember, it's his son yeah. playing. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. You're, you're watching your son, and, and especially with the understanding that Howie has of the game, right. how hard the NFL is, how hard it is to just, just – I can tell you how hard it is to just get a chance to step on the field. I never, yep. I never actually stepped but on an know, NFL but, field. Uh, how, how much – like how great that would, would feel watching but, your but son But here's do that. the thing, though, that I think, you know, when you look at the situation, I really – it hit home for me. I was lucky enough to be at the 2013 Stanley Cup Finals, Bruins mm-hmm. lose to the Blackhawks in Boston. And I was new player on the team. People know Milan Lucic, good family friend of ours, and known him since he was born. Part of that Bruin team that lost. And as these guys were coming up the escalator to the family room, the person that was greeting him, like it was always a parent. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the it right. wasn't the wife. It wasn't the girlfriend. Yeah. It was the mom coming up and giving him a hug, or it was the dad giving him a hug. And I think it goes back to what Howie and every parent they've been there for the entire journey yes they've been there since juniors or little league or whatever exactly since you've been born and they've Mm -hmm. you know saw the first time you went to a practice Mm -hmm. they've been through that journey the entire way and for them it's such an emotional connection and it works both ways i mean for the kid your parents have been there from day one yeah so when you reach the pinnacle or it's the most disappointing loss you've ever had you want you want a hug from dad or, or mom, yeah. and it's not a slight against your spouse or whatever, but that's, that's the bond. That's that connection. It's All right, we've got a uh, couple of minutes. Burnsy, get into the yeah. X's and O's. <laughs> I can't believe Real quick, we're gonna we wrap go up. all this time without even talking about it. So you, you told us you, were at, you get to go to practice. you got yeah. access. So mm-hmm. second and three, what are the Chiefs going to run? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out because Andy Reid is a genius. He's a guy that comes up with everybody. This is why he's so good. Mm-hmm. After the bye week, whether it's a regular season or in the postseason, he's successful because he, he's, he's like a mad scientist. He yeah. comes up with things that other people haven't thought about. And he's got so many weapons on this team right now. Obviously, Mahomes and his, his health are a big story. But Mahomes and Kelsey are the two stars. But you look at, you know, I mean, who would have guessed Isaiah Pacheco, a kid yeah. drafted in the seventh round as a rookie, would have the impact he's had. Yeah. Jarek McKinnon in the second half of the season, coming out of the backfield, catching passes, has been unbelievable. Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy who moved on from Pittsburgh you thought might yeah, not be yeah, maybe what we over. thought he was. Yeah. yeah. Or you get Kadarius Toney, same thing with the Giants. He's been able to take those guys and use them as pieces in this puzzle that, that nobody's been able to solve so far. And I think that he's, he's the – you know – you can make an argument, I think, if Andy wins this second Super Bowl, because we judge everybody on championships, yep. 
You win one, people say, yeah, but you only won one. If he wins a second, it takes him into a different category. And I think you can make the argument he is one of the greatest coaches in the history of the National Football League because if you go back, he went to four straight conference championship games in the NFC in the early 2000s. 20 years later, he's going to five straight in the AFC. Not anybody else can say that. And he's been able to evolve and change with the game the way it has evolved and changed. First of all, great job. You saved me five questions. Okay. <laughs> by asking you, I asked you one I didn't expect you to answer. You, that is a professional right there. Um, I totally agree with you. I think Andy Reid is one of the best coaches that's ever been in the league. I agree already. But, uh, yeah. Absolutely. But he'll be acknowledged that way. And if they are able to win this one, mm-hmm. that it may be his crowning achievement. Yeah. Because I, like, I look at I don't see how – Kansas City wins, then you start thinking about all the things that you just brought up in Andy Reid, and it, that's, yep. that's how they find a way to win. It should be a good game. Yeah. Before we let you go, where is this game decided? What decides it? Um, I think the, the running game of Philadelphia is going to be the difference maker. I, I think Philly wins a close game because I think I, 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 it's going to be hard for Kansas City to penetrate that offensive line, I, I think, yeah. and put any pressure on Hurts, uh, and I think also to kind of stop the running game. Look, it's basically Chris Jones – and Frank Clark. And outside of that, there's not a whole lot to get. And this is the best offensive line in football. Yep. I think they can run when they want to run. They can pass block when they want to pass block. And I think that's where it will be determined. But it will be a close one. Kurt, great stuff. Thank you so much for stopping by. Always great Enjoy to see you Enjoy the guys. rest of the day. Take care. Great stuff with Kurt Menefee from Fox Sports. Uh, by the way, before we get to break, got to tell you about Big Brothers of Greater Vancouver. They work to support child and youth development through volunteer-led mentoring programs, and this is a win-win for everyone. The kids gain confidence. They do better in school socially. Like I said, it's a win-win, and the mentors get to see their little brothers develop. So if you want to get involved, just check it out online, bigbrothersvancouver.com. Quick break on the other side from Sumer Sports, former Atlanta Falcons GM Thomas Dimitrov, along with Eric Eager, and they talk about how analytics is changing football. All that and more right here on the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl Show. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. The biggest game in football is this Sunday. And the two best places to catch the action are Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at Pioneers Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. Plus, food features and football pricing all day long. Meanwhile, at Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game pricing and activities. Football Sunday. Catch the game at Pioneers Pub at number 3 in Williams in Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. Hey, it's the Moj for my friends at Clark Woods LLP. Clark Woods LLP is a law firm designed with your convenience in mind. From the moment you first contact their office, they will work side-by-side with you to ensure your unique set of needs are met. At Clark Woods LLP, they are determined to exceed your expectations of what a lawyer can do for you. Their goal is to make the legal process as painless and as stress-free as possible. Clark Woods LLP, partners in law, partners in your community. Check them out at clarkwoods.ca. 
This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Ladner Landing Pub and Grill, OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Bet99.net, and Resurrection Spirits in East Van. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix, Bob the Moj Marjanovic. Welcome back to the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. It's the Moj, Bob Marjanovich, along with Chris Burns, coming to you from Radio Road, the Phoenix Convention Center, our 22nd year at the big one. This year it features the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl 57. And Burnsy, our next two guests, particularly one gentleman we have a, a history with, yeah, uh, a, a guy who has his roots in Ottawa and the CFL, former GM of the Atlanta Falcons, Thomas Dimitrov, a CEO of Sumer Sports, and Eric Eager, the VP of Research and Development for Sumer Sports. Gentlemen, welcome. We're so happy to be here. Can't wait to talk a little CFL, but, you know, we can oh, do whatever you want to do. We're going to talk about the Tommy family. We're going to talk about what Jed's up to <laughs> these days. Gonna we're going to talk about uh, talk about football in Ottawa, maybe Canadian college football. We can talk about it all, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an evolution, right? You guys are good? Yeah, we're good. Everything's good. We thought we had a bit of a technical glitch, but it appears to be fixed. Um, tell us how you transitioned out of football to Sumer Sports and the analytical side of the game. So when the cycle came around last year and no GM jobs came around, it was really, I, I thought the timing was crazy. I had always been interested in potentially getting involved with a startup company. I did not want to sell bowling balls. I wanted it to be something that was involving football. And out of the blue, world-famous macro trader Paul Tudor Jones, um, really, really successful. He understands um, modern portfolio theory. He's a huge football fan. And he and his son needed a domain expert to be their CEO to come in and start the company with them. We started with three people. We are now a year in. We're at close to um, 30 data scientists and engineers with incredibly intelligent people and adept people like Eric Eager beside me here, who is our head of research and development. He also, think about this, Bob, he's also a guy with all that intelligence. He played football. That's important. When you're dealing with data people, if they're just data people, yeah. we have some great ones, you need, the, you need the checks and balances. I get an opportunity to go in there and say, instead of going to be an assistant GM somewhere, sort of been there, done that, for me, I wanted to go in to be a CEO, learn more about analytics, which I've always been fascinated, and, and be a part of the revolution and the, and the evolutionary side of the NFL. You, you know, it's, guys, it's interesting because when I hear about analytics and trends and tendencies, we, we hear about that in other sports now and how they've come along. I mean, baseball was kind of the, the pioneer when it came to sabermetrics and analytics. But, you know, the, the thing with football that I'm interested in, what is different about Sumer than what NFL teams are doing? Because you know they're, they're looking at every down and distance and scenario. So what level are you guys taking? Let me to? lead, and then I want to throw it over to Eric because yeah. Eric has a really in intense side of it, which he'll, he'll deliver very well. Look, from, from a football standpoint forever, you could, I've said this time and again, and Eric's probably sick of me of saying it, you could, bring, you could bring 32 GMs in here right now around us, and they would all raise their hands saying, we are shooting from the hip. I mean, it's not an exact science. When, when you're talking about building yeah. rosters, we are focused on roster optimization right now. There'll be many sides of it, working on the coaching side, working on there, – there are so many elements that you can build with this company. It's completely underutilized in the NFL right now, all the data that's available. And what Sumer Sports is going to allow them to do is take all of this information, take all of their own IP as well as our own, and, and, and Eric will expound on this. We have 50 models in this one marvel is our product, maximize roster value. And what it's going to do is provide the optimal rosters for the teams that are our customers. And it, 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 there's so many levels to it. Suffice it to say, 
NFL teams know they need it. It's a responsibility, respectfully, to the owners and the presidents to provide their head coach and, and their GM, the team builders, with the resources to build upon, and that's what's important. Eric, okay, now you got me hooked. Now I want to hear about this because this <laughs> sounds really cool in terms yeah. of, I imagine you probably come up with certain scenarios, maybe run them through models, whatever the case, but tell us what you're doing in terms of roster optimization. Yeah. I think what, I mean, the NFL teams to this point, like some of them have all of the elements of going what's going to go into Marvel, right? So some of them will, will have a mathematical model for saying, okay, you have this quarterback with this height, weight profile, this production profile in college. Here's the likelihood that he's going to be successful. A, a lot of teams have that. Not every team, but a lot of teams. Some teams have like, you know, hey, here's here's what happens if we do the maximum amount of restructures in our in our salary cap. Here's how many here's how many players we can we can sign. Every one of those, and this is why baseball was so f- much further ahead than football. Which baseball is a very independent game. It's pitcher batter, pitcher batter, pitcher batter. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit uh, of defense in football. It's like I can't. It doesn't actually matter to me or you how good Kyler Murray is right now. It, like what what how good he is doesn't really matter until I tell you he costs forty six million APY, right? And so when when we're thinking about signing players, Thomas is going to say something like, "Well, we need a quarterback who." who is this surplus value, but that is multidimensional. So what Marvel does is going to take all those things and say, and try to solve all those variables simultaneously. So I want a running back who's really good, but I don't want to spend much more than this on the cap. And if I have to relent on that, that means I can't spend as much on wide receiver three. And, and you know, what we want to do, and that's why it takes so many models, is build and build a system where all of those things are captured at once. I want you in charge of my fantasy baseball team. This year. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's exactly but I mean, it is. I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I talked to it with an assistant GM one time in the National Hockey League and we were talking about the models and free agency and this and that. And I know, like, even through fantasy baseball, hell, all the value's protected on your roster. You get to free agency, you're overpaying for everybody. It's simple. Yeah. And, I mean, the same thing happens in the NFL, right? It's so true. it's just, you know, you look at roster construction and how you go about it. All the teams that win, they usually have value, and they have the value with those guys that are coming in on rookie deals or entry-level deals mm. and are playing like maybe a fourth- or fifth-year veteran in the league. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at the Jalen Hurts and the, the Eagles this week. I mean, he last, last season, when they went 9-8 and eight and he wasn't the MVP candidate, he had the highest. We had wins above replacement. So you wins above War. replacement divided yeah. by uh, salary. He was the best value in football last year. And that was back before he was amazing like he is this year. You're talking about a guy making less than $5 million due you know producing he's not producing the same value as Mahomes but he's producing maybe half the value and Mahomes is being paid you know you know 20 times as much like that's you know all those variables matter and you know again it it doesn't even come down to anymore how good the player is it's how good the player is at the price profile he is well I think this game is is a perfect example of this right the the reason I think the Eagles are the favorite in this game is their entire roster their offensive and defensive lines you know they're deep and special teams is where just what come, the first thing that comes to my mind when I look at what you guys are talking about, right? No, yeah, no, Everybody's got this expensive quarterback, but who you got playing on kickoff? No question. I mean, depth, we, we've talked a lot about that. Howie Roseman, as you guys know, I mean, he's done a heck of a job building that. We often talk about that. But he, you know, he had one bad year, right, in 20. They, they've, I mean, what they've done, what he's done, interestingly enough, is built, like you said, a roster, I think, on both sides of the ball, which I think is amazing. I think they're very mindful of what they're doing with Jalen and, and noticing and realizing his strengths and playing to his strengths, which I think is really important for a quarterback like him because I think he's a very good quarterback. It will be interesting yeah. to see. But, but Howie has also won with two coaches now and how many quarterbacks? Two, two quarterbacks. Well, three yeah. if you count three, Foles. Potentially three, right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's looking at that organization in a really different way than, than Brett Veach. But, but on the flip side, 
it also underscores how impressive the job Brett Veach has done, right? Because yeah. it's hard to win when you have a quarterback on max money, yeah. even if that quarterback's amazing. This year, the Kansas City Chiefs rookie class, the draft picks, have played more games than any other any other draft class in the entire NFL and per pro football reference have the second most valuable if you turn in terms of like approximate value as any team uh, Seattle's the only rookie class rookie draft pick class that generated more value so you get yeah. both sides of the impressiveness there and but, but we've talked about this Brett Veach horse guy by the way yeah. he's got the trifecta we talked about this from my perspective he's got one of the very best owners in hunt He's got one of the very best quarterbacks and one of the very best head coaches. As a GM, that's what you want. And that means not only here and now. I'm not taking anything away from him. It's about growing and the consistency. That's where they are right now. Thomas Dimitrov and Eric Eager are our guests from Sumer Sports, an analytical company that uh, Thomas and Eric are part of. You know, it's interesting. Before we get to the game and just get your thoughts on that, um, you look at the rosters. I'm sure you go through every NFL team. Is there any NFL team right now that people aren't talking about that has the potential maybe to go and make some moves and has all this value on their roster that could really blossom next year? Quote, a sleeper team, so to speak. I, I think so. I don't think Detroit's a sleeper anymore, but oh, that would have been the team. Yep. <laughs> but the, I think the team that actually, when you think about, has the, has the goods to be good next year is the Carolina Panthers. Okay. I think when you look at, you know, they have the ninth pick. They have a guy like Brian Burns who's going to be, you know, he's going to be a trade chip if they want to trade him. He's going to be a bookend defensive end if they don't. Um, they, have a, they have a coach in Frank Reich who's really, really good. They have a defensive coordinator they just hired, Idro Ebro, who was really good for Denver last year. They have a division where Tampa Bay, uh, you know, New Orleans and Atlanta uh, are not, you know, you know, burning the place down yet. So I think it's the Carolina Panthers. All right, gentlemen, before we let you go, your thoughts on the game. Who wins it and why? Go ahead first. I, I think Philly's favored, and rightfully so. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think he can stop Philly. I think where they are is crazy. Let me just say, we're 6% in Canada. Let me leave. I'm so proud of my Canadian roots. 6% following and around the world. There are Europeans that are listening to our podcast more. I'm going to put my, my, my pitch in here for you guys yeah. to help us out. Get Western Canada listening to Eric Eager and me humbly enough in this there's so much cool Done. information. You can hear it in his voice. Hell, that I'm going to get the Lions to be one of your clients. Can you do like 12 man evaluations? <laughs> yeah. you, you know that game. Just, you know add, just, add one game. To the, just add one to the code. The Sumer Sports <laughs> yeah. Show, by the way. Uh, Sumer, Sumer Sports, Sports Show. show. Eric Eager, Thomas Sumerchoff on any podcast platform. Uh, Mondays and Wednesdays every single week. Guys, I awesome. wish we could have another 15 minutes. So do I. You know, we haven't even talked about analytics and players coaching how it's going to change the rosters how decisions. it's going to change the game that's right? what i want to know so much more um, well, call us another time we'll, we will we'll yeah, love to yeah. guys great stuff thanks for stopping by thanks. always great stuff with thomas dimitrov and eric eager from sumer sports of course uh, unbelievable stuff with what they're doing in terms of analytics and the game of football before we get to break got to tell you about guile clark and his crew at clark woods llp I'm telling you, God would have such a blast down here. All you had to do is get rid of that Pauly character, and he could have so much fun in his life. Anyways, Clark Woods, LLP, is a law firm specializing in estate litigation, family law, sorry, McCallum, con- <laughs> conveyancing, immigration, uh, will and estate planning, personal injury matters, you name it, they do it, servicing Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. For more information, visit clarkwoods.ca. Clark Woods, LLP, partners in law, partners in your community. Quick break on the other side. Trey Wingo, former ESPN personality, stops by, and we talked to him about gambling in the NFL. Folks, I'm telling you, 10 years ago, you wouldn't see FanDuel with a big stage here or DraftKings, but you do in this day and age, and Trey Wingo's involved with one of those uh, outfits as well, doing some work for Caesar. So Trey Wingo, 
next right here on the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show. But before we get to break, got to tell you about the Pioneers Pub. Ronnie Patterson and his crew out there in Richmond. They got the big Super Bowl weekend Saturday and Sunday. Not just Saturday and, or Sunday they got the specials. They got it Saturday as well. They got uh, draft at four seventy-five. Dog and a pint for eleven ninety-five. Burger and a pint for eighteen ninety-five. Wings for like fifty-five cents. Got to get a minimum of twelve. That's easy enough. Philly cheesesteak eleven thirty-five. You name it. Catch all the activity at the Pioneers Pub in Richmond. They got prizes, squares, fifty-fifty. You name it. Coming up next, we'll have James Lofton, Pro Football Hall of Famer, talk Super Bowl with us. Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. Specializing in handcrafted craft spirits, Resurrection Spirits in Vancouver is the place to go for the finest craft whiskey and liqueurs on the market. Savor the smooth and bold flavors of their special reserve rye whiskey, the perfect ingredient for an unforgettable old-fashioned cocktail. And be sure to try their award-winning Nochino, a unique and handcrafted liqueur made with 100% rye grain spirit. Resurrection Spirits on Franklin Street in Vancouver. Or visit them online and enter The Moj for 20% off your order. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Bet99.net, and Resurrection Spirits in East Van. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix, Bob the Moj Marjanovic. Welcome to the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl shows. We come to you from Radio Row at the Phoenix Convention Center, our 22nd year at the big game. It's the Moj, Bob Marjanovic, along with Chris Burns. And our next guest doesn't need much of an introduction. A man who's basically a legend in the broadcasting oh, industry, industry. The one and only Trey Wingo. We were talking about being old. If I call yeah. you a legend, does that make you old? No, it just I've makes you a liar. It just <laughs> makes you a liar. No. I'm just happy to be here. I'm here so I won't get fined. Yeah. You know you know the deal. You know why I'm here. Why are you here? Caesars, right? Yeah, Caesars yeah. Sportsbook and... Uh, do some work for some other companies as well, but mostly Caesars and the Pro Football Network, the 33rd team, a bunch of different stuff. I mean, it, it's so funny when you think about gambling in the NFL yeah. and how taboo it's, it was. It's evolved a little bit. <laughs> just, a, just a bit. Let's, let's take it one step further. I'm old enough to remember when Tony Romo was a football player and he was going to have a fantasy football convention in a casino hotel in Vegas, and the NFL told him you can't do it. Now we have a football team in Vegas. We have official betting partners of the NFL. We had the draft in Vegas last year, and we're going to have the Super Bowl in Vegas next year. It's amazing how quickly that changed. Money talks, doesn't it? Money talks and the law changing also yeah. talked. As soon as the law you know, changed in the land, they're like, oh, this is okay now? 
we can take there we go yeah. and you know you, you look at the origin remember jimmy the greek would be yeah. on back in the day i Absolutely. remember as a kid yeah. you know and that was well al michaels would always slip in and oh, that yeah. kick is very important for some <laughs> people <laughs> in nevada yep the over <laughs> just, the over just hit yeah. you just went over you, you, 49 and a half well i mean i'll give you an example like when we were doing nfl live for years we would do these things and they were essentially over under win totals like prop bets right mm-hmm. they would not let us say the words over under they would say is it going to be more than or less than, and we couldn't name the teams. We had to only name the city. So if it's like a city like the New York where there's two teams, um, the uh, New York team that's in the conference that begins with A, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't even use <laughs> any of the actual team. words, yeah. and it's amazing how fast And, and yet at the same time they had these massive injury reports. Yeah. Jeez, I wonder why they had yeah. those every Thank you. Week. Like yeah. the only reason the line exists is so everybody can bet correctly. That's the whole point of the injury report is to set the line so nobody has inside information, which is a fail-safe to making sure nobody's working the system to begin with. Why do you think it changed? Just because of money? Because of money and the law. The law yeah. changed. Yeah. And once, once sports betting became legal everywhere, there was a pot of cash, and the NFL is really good at one thing, making money. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, I think it was inevitable that it was going to happen. Absolutely. I can remember us talking about this years and years ago. It wasn't very long. that We, we got in trouble for doing Seahawks pregame shows from a casino. Yeah. yeah. Right? We couldn't, couldn't talk about anything. But I think everybody knew that, uh, that it was going to change. It's all out in the open now. No, like, you know, nobody's pretending. Here's it, the other thing, too. I remember being at Radio it, Row, and, you know, you wanted to see any prop bets or something. You try to log on, say, Caesars book or whatever yeah, book. Yeah. Entry denied. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the NFL actually yeah. banned you yeah. using their wire, through their wireless system to go to those websites from Radio Rami. Mean, Absolutely. Yeah. How about this? How about the quality of people that are walking around Radio Row talking about betting on sports? Like, it wasn't very yeah. long ago that if a guy was talking about the over-under, he was – he was a shady character. It was yeah, usually right? the guy who was like, radioactive it, already. It, it wasn't yeah. somebody yeah, that we yeah. were trying to get on. Yeah. <laughs> right? Someone you were trying to move it on was from. Somebody we yeah. were trying to get to leave the table. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Trey, you look at this game. Um, what are some of the storylines for you heading into Super Bowl Sunday? Well, the biggest one that no one talks about to me is that we have a Chiefs team that has hosted five straight AFC championship games that is in its third Super Bowl in four years. If they don't win again, I think everyone's going to look at this run as a failure. Whether that's right or yeah. wrong, I think yeah. people will say, hey, that was cool. You were the first team ever with five to host five straight conference championship games. You were mm-hmm. also the first team to host four straight. Uh, you've been to Super Bowls. You won one. Kind of left some stuff on the table. Yeah. That, I think that's interesting, and I hadn't really thought about it that way, about what yeah. this is going to do for their legacy, because I don't think they are going to win. Um, but to me, it doesn't tarnish how great I think they are. No. Like, I think if they're 100% healthy, we've got, we've got a game. I still well, well, think that's, Philly well, that, wins. That's, but. It, that's interesting because for the second straight day now, the Chiefs injury report mm-hmm. has been everybody who's active played participated. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're healthier than they've, than they've been in a while. Mm, yeah, or at least on paper they are. Yeah. Well, and, the, the Chiefs yeah. notoriously are pretty good about not fudging the injury report. Yeah. Like, when, when yeah. Travis Kelsey had back spasms on the final walkthrough of practice on Friday, it could have been easy to yeah. say, not put that in. They're, yeah. they're usually yeah. pretty good about sticking to the script. Yeah, and, I mean, the big thing is, you know, there are some guys that they would like to have that we know just just aren't out there. Um, and, and we know that their, their most important guy yeah. is not at 100%. Yeah. You know, whether he's on the injury report or not, um, you know, we've talked to a number of people about it. I can tell you from personal experience, I've played with a similar injury to that. I didn't play quarterback. 
he's going to be he's going to be okay. He's going to be able to play, but he's not going to be the same player, and that has an impact. But you know, on when you it. look it at does, Mahomes' but, but, numbers, yeah. guys, sorry for interjecting, yeah. but when you look at his numbers, his numbers are better in the pocket yeah. than yeah. when he starts scrambling. Listen, so maybe it's a blessing in disguise. It, it is as long as they have no. receivers to throw to. Like I was AFC Championship days old when I realized there was a wide receiver for the Chiefs named Marcus Kemp, and the mm-hmm. only reason I know this is because everyone else was hurt and he caught a pass in the fourth quarter for a fourth first down conversion. Um, and Mahomes threw for 326 yards and two touchdowns against a really tough Bengals defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think – I'll tell you what, I, I think nobody else is talking about. I think that the shoulder injury to Hurts is a much bigger deal than the ankle injury for Patrick Mahomes. You look at Could this be. game, and when I look at this game, I, I just don't see any weaknesses with Philly. And no, they're a better why, team. They're yeah. a better team. And, and, and you know, the one thing that really scares me about Philly yeah. is just how good that front is. Well, and they, how can they get and how they can get, get to the quarterback? They have four guys that have double-digit sacks, yeah, yeah. and that's never happened before. That's, that's crazy. Never happened before. It's crazy. If you have one, you're doing yeah. well. But here, here's here's the other way to look at it. If you go and this is not their fault. You can only play who you play. You go down and look who they've played. Okay. In the regular season, the best quarterback they faced was either Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins. Okay. Then in the playoffs, uh, they start with Daniel Jones. All right. Then in the NFC Championship game, Brock Purdy hurts himself on the first uh, offensive series. They haven't played a dude. They haven't played a dude. No. Uh, the Chiefs have played Joe Burrow twice. They've played Josh Allen. They've played Trevor Lawrence. Now the Giants, the Eagles did play Trevor Lawrence, I think, week two or three in a monsoon, and the Jaguars weren't good there. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't played a guy. And if Mahomes is 90% and the receivers are healthy enough, this defense is going to – there's a reason Brandon Ayuk said what he said, the, the, the San Francisco 49ers wide receiver. Uh, I, I think that the Eagles defense is really good, but they're about to face their toughest test by far of all 20 games they've played yeah. this year. Trey, I, I agree with that. Trey Wingo sure. is our guest. What are some of the other things you're looking at this Super Bowl week, maybe perhaps even off the field? Yeah, well, prop bets are always fun. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think one of the best ones is Rihanna over under nine and a half songs. I couldn't name nine and a half Rihanna songs, <laughs> nope. so I'm taking the under. Yep. Uh, I, I know a couple of them are really good, uh, but, you know, just weird things. Like, uh, will, there be, uh, will there be a two-point conversion? We haven't had a two-point conversion since there were two in the, in the Patriots' comeback win in Super Bowl 51. That's plus 240 yeah. odds there. Speaking of two points, how about a safety? We, yeah. We've actually had nine safeties in Super Bowl history, four in the last 14 games. Plus eight thirty five on that one, and we're due. We're due for one of those. How much has the like have, have the range of prop bets expanded? Oh my with, god! Yeah, there's over yeah. two thousand ways to bet, and there didn't use Caesar's Sportsbook. You know, the prop bet thing started, by the way, in Super Bowl twenty when Caesar's Palace put a bet that the fridge would score an offensive touchdown for the Bears. Really? Because obviously he did that a couple times in the regular season. Yeah. So in the third quarter it happened. Those odds started at 20 to 1 and they fell down to 2 to 1 because of all the uh, all the action yeah. on the fridge. And that that bet sort of started the entire prop bet craze. So now uh, Caesar still does the thing. Any defensive player to score an offensive touchdown is 20 to 1 odds. It's only happened to two players. The fridge and Mike Vrabel, who did it twice mm-hmm. yeah. in back-to-back Super Bowls, 38 and 39, as a linebacker catching wow. a touchdown pass from Tom Brady. I'll tell you awesome. the, fr- the thing about the very first touchdown that Vrabel caught in the Super Bowl. I want to say yeah. the game was in Houston. It was. Yeah. yeah. And um, 32-29. I, w- I was there and in the locker room after the game, and they're asking Vrabel about making the catch. He goes, oh, he goes, that was fine. He goes, you know, we ran it in practice. It was no big deal or whatever. The next day, Brady's got his MVP press conference, yeah. and they asked Tom, if, you know, the touchdown pass to Vrabel. Brady's like, 
Man, I was looking at him. His eyes were as big as saucers. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about that. I, I'll never forget that story, just the discrepancy right, between yeah. how they both viewed that through the different lenses. Rabel has the greatest stat line in the history of the NFL. I will die on this hill. As a linebacker, in his career, he was thrown to 12 times for 12 catches and 12 touchdowns. That is awesome. It's unbelievable. That's pretty good ratio. That's the greatest ever. That is unbelievable. You know, it's funny, though, when you're talking about prop bets, the ones that crack me up, and I'm looking at the list that you guys just provided us, like who won the coin toss, heads or tails. That gets more action than anything else in the game, by the way. Why? Because it's easy. 50-50. You you don't have to overthink it. And guys like me who don't bet understand what they're betting on. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, first play. But, you know, now you've seen it. We all have seen it. These prop bets that cross over in other sports. Yeah. Right? Like who scores? They'll pick an NBA game. Cross-pollination. Right, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. just like, I mean, it's tough enough trying to figure out what's going on in football. Yeah. Now you're going to try to tell me who's going to score more points in an NBA game. People put yeah. up like nine-point parlays. I'm like, I can't. That's like algebra to me. Yeah. It is doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's, it's but they do it, and it, they hit it sometimes. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because when you look at all these prop bets, I'm just like, I, I like, you know. Will a quarterback have a reception in the game? Plus 700, yes. No, minus 12. you got to bet. Who's going to bet 1,200 to win 100? It's happen. happened three times. Obviously, yeah. the Philly special a yeah. couple yeah. years ago. True. Yeah. John Elway caught a pass, and Jim Kelly actually caught a pass when it was batted to himself. So that wasn't intentional, but yeah. it still counts. All right, how about this before we let you go? Yeah. The Trey Wingo, lock of the week. Uh, that someone's holding. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, let me leave you with this one, okay? Uh, Andy Reid against Andy Reid is perfect. As the Chiefs head coach, he's beaten the Eagles three times. As the Eagles head coach, he beat the Chiefs three times. Either that holds or Andy Reid uh, suddenly finds a way to not be perfect against Andy Reid teams. Wow. I like that one. Hey, great stuff, Trey. Thanks for stopping by and have yourself a great week. You too, guys. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines. Thinking of closing your business but not sure what it's all worth or how to get it sold? Let the experts at Able Auctions help. Able Auctions has helped thousands of BC-based business owners sell their business assets, equipment, and inventories for over 30 years. Recent sales include metal shops, wood shops, construction equipment, vehicle and truck fleets, and a whole lot more. If it's a business with assets, Able Auctions can get it sold. To get your business assets sold, email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ableauctions.ca. The biggest game in football is this Sunday. And the two best places to catch the action are Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at Pioneers Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. Plus food features and football pricing all day long. Meanwhile, at Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game pricing and activities. Football Sunday. Catch the game at Pioneers Pub at number three in Williams in Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. 
Specializing in handcrafted craft spirits, Resurrection Spirits in Vancouver is the place to go for the finest craft whiskey and liqueurs on the market. Savor the smooth and bold flavors of their special reserve rye whiskey, the perfect ingredient for an unforgettable old-fashioned cocktail. And be sure to try their award-winning Nochino, a unique and handcrafted liqueur made with 100% rye grain spirit. Resurrection Spirits on Franklin Street in Vancouver. Or visit them online and enter The Moj for 20% off your order. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Ladner Landing Pub and Grill, OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Bet99.net, and Resurrection Spirits in East Van. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix, Bob the Moj Marjanovic. Welcome back to the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show. It is year number 22 on Radio Row. This year at the Radio Row site, the Phoenix Convention Center. It's the Moj Bob Marjanovic setting up the big game along with Chris Burns. Chiefs and the Eagles this Sunday in Super Bowl 57. And we're thrilled to have the Hall of Famer stop by for a visit. Part of the Westwood One radio broadcast that you hear in Vancouver. The one and only James Lofton. James, thank you so much for taking time out to visit. You know, it, it just dawned on me yeah. that I was at the Chiefs' first Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Super Bowl One. Len Dawson and company, as, Hank as a, as a kid growing up in Los Angeles, my dad took me to the game. And, and what I remember distinctly about the game is that each quarter we moved down a little closer to the 50-yard line <laughs> right in the middle of the state because the stadium is, is really maybe a little bit more than half full. Yeah. So we were able to move down. And the key things about that game as a 12-year-old, am I going to get a hot dog and a Coke? <laughs> that, that was it. That, those, were, those were, at that point, the keys to the game for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great story. Hey, by the way, I would love to see somebody try to sneak down from like, oh, the upper deck down to like the 50-yard yeah. line, like, you know, by the It'd third quarter. It would be a quarter. little tougher now. Yeah, it would be a yeah. little tougher. What are some of the other memories of that first Super Bowl you're at? You know, the, the L.A. Coliseum was where we had gone to see the Bonds track meet. They had mm-hmm. a big track meet there, and one of the great events that they had is the, the, the supermarket cart 100-meter dash. Mm-hmm. So whoever won that won a $100 worth of groceries, and in 1968, that was probably a basket full of groceries. So these people are running with super, with shopping carts for 100 yards. So I remember that. I remember seeing maybe USC play there, yeah. the Rams and James Shaq Harris. So some good memories yeah. from the L.A. Coliseum. You know, it's interesting. I, I went to a Raider game there when they were based in L.A. They played the oh, Seahawks. Yeah. It's the only time I went to the Coliseum. I, I might have played in that game. I think you did. because 87-88 season, and the Seahawks had to win the game to get in the playoffs, or the Raiders, if we won, we would have gotten in the playoffs. Here's a blast from the past. John Herrera, mm. a good friend of mine from back in the day. From yeah. Canada. Oh, yeah. yeah. I met him, actually, I met John when I was a high school kid in B.C. He was the player personnel director for the B.C. Lions for one year, and he helped me get into San Joaquin Delta in Stockton, mm. California, J.C. So, yeah, so small world, it always yeah. is. Um, you look at this game, and let's talk a little bit about the wide receivers because that is your area of expertise. I mean, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you look at the wide receiving cores on both teams, and we talk about Schuster and Valdez, Scanling and Tony, um, and then Philadelphia with their great receivers of Smith and Watkins and Brown, and of course Goddard, the tight end. I should mention Kelsey as well. For, totally forgot that, but anyway, um, when you look at these two teams, do you see anyone having a decisive advantage 
in the receiving core? Uh, it's funny. This time of year, when you get to the last two teams, and both these teams being the number one seeds, number one and number two in scoring, so you, you don't see a, a weakness. And as you're watching the game, over the course of the game, you go, okay, where's, where's the one little crack going to be? You know, I always talk about the NFL being a lot like the NBA. If you can get a stop at the end of the first half or a stop late in the fourth quarter, you've got a chance to win the game. Because I would think these offenses, being as good as they are, even though the defenses are highly acclaimed, they're going to be able to score 28 points. But who is going to be the team that's going to get down in the red zone three times and come away with two field goals, not get into the end zone? So that ability to throw the ball in the red zone, you look at what Patrick Mahomes is able to do, what, 41 touchdown passes, 5,200 yards passing. And I did the math on the 5,200 yards. We always think of a 300-yard game as being a a big game. Mm -hmm. Quarterback, we had a 300-yard game. 5250 divided by 17 is 308. Yeah. Average. 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 Big games yeah. each and every time yeah. he hits the field. It's interesting you talked about a stop at the end maybe deciding this game because so many people that we've talked to, everybody seems to be on the Philly bandwagon that Philly sure. will win this game. What is it about Kansas City and Philly, this matchup, that you see it being much closer than most? Well, I think at some point we'll look back historically at Patrick Mahomes' career. We don't know if he'll have as long a career as Tom Brady has. If he does, that take a long time to look back on. But when you are watching Patrick Mahomes, his third Super Bowl appearance in four seasons, you'll think back to the ankle year, the year that he had the badly sprained ankle and how well he played in the AFC Championship, and then we'll judge how well he's going to play in this Super Bowl. And, and I, I hate to draw the parallel to Michael Jordan when we think about the flu game, but we'll think about that if Patrick Mahomes can pull this off. Okay. You just touched on something that I, I've been looking at on social media. LeBron with, you know, the record-setting yeah. number. LeBron, the GOAT. I'm a Jordan guy. I'm sorry. Sure. I, I mean, Jordan, LeBron, to me, it's a different era and, of course, different athletes because of, you know, the, the yes. factors that go into training and nutrition and all of it. But come on. Who are we kidding? MJ, all the way. Well, well can, I, can I hold you up there yep. just for a minute? Because I'm from an even more different era. My best friend Carl lived down the street from me. We played basketball in my backyard. My dad, unfortunately, put the hoop up on the roof of the, the garage, so it was only about 8 feet 10 inches. And that really affected my shot when I went to high school. That's why I never played the NBA. But in the backyard, my friend Carl was Bill Russell. I was Wilt Chamberlain. Okay. Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50 points a game for a season. Mm -hmm. So I'm Wilt Chamberlain when you start talking about greatest of all time. Well, I hope you're Wilt Chamberlain just when it comes to basketball because if it's (laughs) anything else, your wife might be upset. So we'll just keep it at that. Uh, Yeah, but, you know, it's interesting when you compare athletes from different eras, and, you know, we we see it all the time. And I I think it's so unfair because of – the advance of everything, whether yep. it's sports medicine, whether it's nutrition, rules. rules, you name it. We talked to Jim Everett the other day about quarterbacks of his generation. Yeah. He goes, I would have loved to play in sure, today's yeah. game. Receivers, he mentioned it as well. I mean, you guys are getting mugged at the line of well, scrimmage. What I, what I kind of came up with is a player's era. So you get drafted in 2010. Your era goes from 2005 to 2015. 
So you take that 10-year span, five years before you came in, five years after you came in, and then you kind of judge that guy's relative merit amongst those competitors. Because when you start, like you say, jumping 20 years at a time, and you're going, well, well, well Bart Starr, he only, the most yardage he ever threw for was 2,000 and something. But he was Super Bowl MVP twice. But here's the other thing, too, James. When I look at athletes, you, and I think we're on the same page in this, I always look at their numbers in relation to their contemporaries. And, well, uh, that's that 10-year window. Yeah, well, like, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and even a year-to-year basis, and I use Babe Ruth as an example. When Babe Ruth was hitting 50 home runs, the next closest guy was hitting 16 or 17. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky, one year in hockey, had over 200 points. He had more assists than the guy who finished in second had points, right? So, I mean, you know, you talk about Star. Maybe Star only threw for 2,000 yards, but guess what? The next guy was at 1,100 or whatever, right? It's all about relative to your contemporaries. Don Hudson, great Packer receiver, mm-hmm. had more yards receiving than most teams threw for when he was playing. So if, if you were to take yeah. that and extrapolate it to today's game, yeah. here's a receiver who had just had a 4,000-yard season. Yeah. I mean, how crazy – would that be so? Patrick Mahomes with fifty-two fifty, and we're not, and nobody's really going. Oh, well, that was a great year, but but it is in today's standard. I don't want to say it's tarnished, but do you look at it differently considering the way the rules are in today's game? I I appreciate it. Yeah, because they are still going up against the elite level talent, and his talents, and Jalen Hurts' talents, are what has brought these two teams here this weekend. James Lofton is our guest for a couple more minutes. Of course, the Pro Football Hall of Famer. You can hear him on a lot of the Westwood One broadcasts in Vancouver. Um, Again, let's get back to this game and just get your final thoughts on it in terms of some of the things that you want to see answered. See, I I love asking our guests, what are the questions that you want to see answered? Forget about my questions. I want to know what James Lofton is looking at in this game and going, "This this would really kind of interests me or piques my curiosity i want to know what happens in in this in this matchup or this battle well it, it, it's interesting because kansas city has obviously been in this game before we've watched them they have the one of the marquee young quarterbacks who i think when you start to look at all the young quarterbacks and you start to check off who's the best patrick mahomes arrives at the top and then you start to compare him to the best that are playing period and you look at tom brady Look at Aaron Rodgers, and you go, over the last three or four years, he's been equal to those guys. And so I think as you're starting to look at what happens in this game, does he further cement where he is, or does Jalen Hurts have a chance to go from the guy who got replaced by Tua while he was a collegiate player, a guy who when he was drafted with the Eagles, everybody says, ah, what, what are we drafting him for? Yeah. He's, not, he's not our guy. Now we're in love with him. So it's a chance for these young quarterbacks, and we've never had quarterbacks this young in the postseason, as many as we had this past year, to kind of take that step forward because we were all wondering what was going to happen when, when Brady retired, when Phillip Rivers retired, when Matt Ryan was gone, when Aaron Rodgers is gone. I think the NFL is, is well-stocked for quarterbacks to come. Hey, by the way, one of the things everyone's talking about with this quarterback matchup, and I know I'm kind of delving off and keeping you for a couple more minutes, but you're James Lofton. Um, the African-American yeah. first time. And, and, you know, I look at it as a Canadian, and I'm like, wow, because I never really thought about it. Because in Canada, I mean, Chuck Ealy, 
That's where guys went to play. Chuck Healy won a great sure. cup in 1971. We had like African-American matchups in the 80s with Warren Moon versus Conrad Holloway. Warren Moon versus J.C. Watts. I mean, it's happened in Canada so many times since well, then. See, and you didn't even mention Warren Moon against James Lofton in 1972 in high school. Hamilton High <laughs> against Washington High. The two top quarterbacks coming out of L.A., you played QB in high school? Yeah. Oh, wow. I never knew that. So I'm supposed to be the guy who Tom Brady broke all his records. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, the crazy thing is with Warren, Warren tells this story all the time. I mean, nobody yeah. looked him out as a, as a quarterback yeah. in the National Football League. Came up to Canada, got the opportunity with Edmonton, and became a real pioneer when it came for African-American quarterbacks. Yep. But, you know, I actually texted Warren to see if he was going to come down here today but or this week, but he's not going to He's here in town, but he's not going to be at Radio Row. But next time we have him on, i got to bring that up. Oh, yeah. And uh, I did kick a 40-yard field goal straight on in that game. That was my highlight of the game. But, but Warren was even a good passer when we played. We played Pop Warner football mm-hmm. together wow. in 1968. So – I ask people sometimes, I said, who's my oldest teammate? And they go, oh, Andre Reid or Jim Kelly. I said, nope, Warren, Warren Moon. Moon. That's the, man, the stuff we find out, that's amazing stuff. James, before we let you go, who do you like in the game and why? Who's playing again? <laughs> <laughs> you versus Warren, um, Sunday. You know, this, this, this thing, because I did not pick the Chiefs to win last week. Mm-hmm. So that, that has now gotten to me, and I'm, I'm just hard to get off of them because of what Patrick Mahomes can do. Great. Well, we appreciate you taking time out. We know we have a busy schedule, and uh, we're going to have a little fun with Warren next time we talk with him. James, thanks for doing this. <laughs> Thank you. Some great backstories there with James Lofton, the Hall of Famer, talking about his old childhood friend, Warren Moon. I never even knew that. I've never known Warren for ages. Um, good stuff with James Lofton. Speaking of good stuff, if you want to check out some of the stuff they have at ableauctions.ca, like Julio Caravan, a lot of great stuff, actually. So... All the auctions, uh, again, check out ableauctions.ca. Now, if you're closing your business, you have assets to sell, you can email Jeremy Dodd and his crew at sales at ableauctions.ca. They will get it done. And, again, uh, great stuff with Jeremy, and a big thank you to Jeremy Dodd and the folks at Able Auctions. All right, coming up next, big hour number two, Kenny Maine is going to stop by. We'll talk to him about this big football game, longtime ESPN personality, and Alex Singleton. Former Calgary Stampeder, current Denver Bronco, and ex-Philadelphia Eagle linebacker. All that more in Hour 2 of the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl Show. Hey, it's the Moj from my friends at Clark Woods LLP. Clark Woods LLP is a law firm designed with your convenience in mind. From the moment you first contact their office, they will work side-by-side with you to ensure your unique set of needs are met. At Clark Woods LLP, they are determined to exceed your expectations of what a lawyer can do for you. Their goal is to make the legal process as painless and as stress-free as possible. Clark Woods LLP, partners in law, partners in your community. Check them out at clarkwoods.ca. Thinking of closing your business but not sure what it's all worth or how to get it sold? Let the experts at Able Auctions help. Able Auctions has helped thousands of BC-based business owners sell their business assets, equipment, and inventories for over 30 years. Recent sales include metal shops, wood shops, construction equipment, vehicle and truck fleets, and a whole lot more. If it's a business with assets, Able Auctions can get it sold. To get your business assets sold, email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ableauctions.ca. 
Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. This is the Super Bowl show presented by Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Bet99.net and Resurrection Spirits in East Van. Now from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic. Welcome back to the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show. This is year 22 at Radio Row. We're coming to you live from the Convention Center in Phoenix, Super Bowl 57, pitting the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Philadelphia Eagles and Burnsy. Chris Burns, our next guest, actually spent some time with the Philadelphia Eagles. He is Alex Singleton. He is here today representing Special Olympics along with the Special Olympian, Roberto Velez. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Nice to have you on board. How much fun are you having uh, with all this stuff going on, hanging out with a celebrity VIP like Alex Roberto? It's really fun. Yeah? Yeah, it's my first experience, so, so it's Yeah, you're almost like you're almost like a VIP celeb. People are got you got the headset on, you got everybody taking pictures. <laughs> you got an entourage over here. <laughs> I wanna know you you getting tired of this yet though? You no. Getting dragged around? No? No. no. I love it. So which I sport are you Youthful involved in? Enthusiasm. Huh? Which sport are you involved in? Uh right now we're doing basketball. Okay. Figure yeah. you're probably what, like a point guard? Uh, mostly we don't choose any side. We let anybody, anybody go through any, any position. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Nice. Alex, so talk about your involvement with Special Olympics. I know it's rather near and dear to you. Yeah. Uh, I've been, uh, volunteering and really having a huge part in Special Olympics, you know, my entire life, my older sister's, uh, athlete in Special Olympics. So yeah, I've been doing it, you know, she's three years older. So pretty much since I can remember, I've been around uh, Special Olympics and yeah, every city I go to, it's, you know, the first call I make is, to, you know, whoever runs the organization to get involved in that city uh, in uh, particular. And, yeah, I love it. I, I love giving back. I think it's the coolest organization and, the, you know, one of the most important organizations. Well, you know, that, that's the thing, too. Like, everybody looks at the situation. They always think the kids get so much out of it. Big Brothers is one of our mm-hmm. sponsors here for this event. And it's, it's a two-way street oh, because, yeah. you know, you, you give back and all of a sudden you feel like hey i'm making a difference i'm doing something really good oh yeah i, I there's nothing cool it brings everyone together i think you know they're you know their motto right now or their hashtag is unified generation and i think it's just it speaks for itself because they're pushing schools to become unified unified champion schools and any school in america can do that and once you are one you know you're just doing nothing but in you know making your school inclusive showing everyone that Everyone should be treated equal, and sports is the one way, I think, to make everybody equal. You know, if everyone's participating, you can put anybody on a team, and everyone can play together, and I think that's the coolest thing the Special Olympics is doing right now. Alex Singleton of the Denver Broncos is our guest, former Calgary Stampeder. Bernsey, something about him and horses and football teams. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Broncos, Stampeders, same colors almost, so there you go. Um, Talk a little bit about the year in Denver this year, Alex, because it was kind of tough. High expectations going Mm -hmm. in with Russell Wilson, and things didn't go the way they were supposed to. Yeah, uh, it it just never turned around. You know, we we thought all season, you know, something, you know, whatever it was. You know, I'm not on that side of the football, so you yeah. never you never know what's fully going on. But yeah, uh, 
We played in every game. You know, I think we lost probably the most one-score games in NFL history this year. I think every game we were in, there wasn't there was one on Christmas that uh, I think we'd all take back. But besides that, you know, it, every game was close, and it's Deep a team that's put ready. up good numbers too. Yeah, yeah. and and that's and that was the coolest part, and that's why I wanted to sign in Denver is going there and just knowing how good that defense was, top five defense in the league uh, the last five six years, and so to be part of that was special. And you know, it was still special. You know, obviously our record, you know, didn't show how good of a defense we were but you know i i think we still finished in the top five especially with everything going on it was, it was still pretty impressive roberto are you a bronco fan now huh are you a bronco fan now um it's not just that it's i've been one it's just i didn't really know what i what i really choose yet mm-hmm. i've been one and then it was just like comparing to to one team to another okay so it's just like yes and then at one point i was like like I don't know what to choose, so it's really difficult. And then I know what I choose. There you and, go. Sweet. And then you've got this guy sitting next to you. Yeah, you got yeah. Be a you know, I don't know. Hey, Alex. Obviously, you know we're from we're from Canada. I played in the CFL mm-hmm. for a long time. You're an ex CFL guy, um, and you know we we always love talking to guys that played in the league yeah. and came down and, and had great careers in the NFL as you're having. Um, what do you, when you think back about your CFL career, your time up there, how do you think it, it helped prepare you for, uh, for the NFL and, and where you're at now? Yeah, I mean, it, it fully prepared me. You know, I, in 2015, my rookie year in the NFL, I, I just bounced around on practice squads, didn't get to play very much. So when I went up to Canada and, you know, got to play, I got to gain that experience. I went to a smaller college. So playing there, there wasn't a lot of guys that were even pro athletes, you know, that went there. You know, we had, you know, we were talking before, Travis Lule was one of the guys, and, you know, he was – 15 years before me and so we would watch him play but that and that was kind of it you know we just had yeah. we watched cfl games in montana state because that's our was one of our only pro athletes so yeah. it it would i was able to grow there and become yeah. the player that i thought i could be and you know the game i think the best part too was i think the nfl transitioned to kind of how the cfl plays now so it was a perfect time for me to go there play that way and then just coming to the back i, of the NFL. I was I was just going to say that because I look, especially for a linebacker, mm-hmm. and they have always said since way back in my time, mm-hmm. um, you know, you were one year old my rookie year, um, the, you, you want to see what the NFL is going to do, look at the CFL 10 years ago, yeah. right? And you look at the kind of guys that are playing, you know, the CFL's always, for a long time, that third linebacker's yep. been, a, been a hybrid DB yep. type guy. You see that position in the NFL yep. now. The, the pass game responsibilities that linebackers have in, in the CFL, you're now seeing that in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. I, I talked to Brandon Browner one time when he was with the Seahawks, who'd spent time in Calgary, yep. much like you, and then came down to the NFL with the Patriots and the Seahawks, part of the Legion of Boom. And I said, what did you learn in Canada that, that helped you in terms of the NFL game? He goes, I wouldn't be in the NFL had I not gone to Canada. I said, why? He said, in Canada, I had to learn how to use my feet. In the American game, you could just, like, you know, jam guys off the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. mug them, whatever. And in Canada, with all the motion, oh, yeah. you forget about that. Was there anything specific to the Canadian game that really helped you when you came back to the to the, the U.S.? It was really, I I always say, it, like tracking the ball for whatever reason. You know, being on the bigger field, it was tougher. It was the hardest thing to learn when I got to Canada was the different angles. You know, with the, the field being sixty five yards wide now, it was, it wasn't just you know those short angles that you have in the NFL to get after a guy. You know, it could extend and keep going and. Now, like we said, you know, the NFL game's going that way. A lot of screen passes, a lot of those quick games. And, you know, the field, they're stretching the field as far as they can. But because I played in Canada and learned how to do that there, it's such a faster game 
on the smaller field that it, it, it's easy in my head a lot easier for me to play in that level. Alex Singleton is our guest, and Roberto Veloso representing Special Olympics today here at Radio Row at the Convention Center in Phoenix. Now this game comes Sunday. You got some, you got some skin in the game, I think, with being a former Eagle. Um, do you still a lot of guys there? I know there's been a lot of turnovers. So. Oh yeah, no, I still talk to a ton of the guys yeah. there. I think you know most of the defense, pretty much everyone outside of Son Reddick and uh, you know Bradbury was there last year, so. I'm still in contact with a yeah, lot of them. Yeah, but I'm talking about from the Super Bowl team from a year. There's been a lot of turnover. Oh, there's team. been a yeah. ton. Yeah, yeah, I think there's maybe three guys still on that Yeah, team. but with the guys that you played, there's still, like, quite a few, I imagine. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The guys I play, yeah, at least, yeah, I mean, at least 90% yeah. of the yeah, roster. So. They and as good as that D-line is, I think the best group on the field – Tomorrow, you know what I'm going to say, oh, is yeah. the Eagles' offensive line. Oh. You, you spent a lot of time playing against yeah, that yeah. group, and I think it's that whole group was I, there. Yeah, oh, that whole group yeah. was there. I, I mean, I genuinely believe I mean, people, you know, might be the greatest five that it's stay healthy them. all season of all time. It's one of them, and, yeah, for sure. And if you – in I mean, it's impressive. I think they're all graded out, you know, this season, that, you know, the people that believe in the PFFs. So I think they're all top five at their position groups. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's What it's makes impressive. them so good? I mean, one, it starts with Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey's a – I mean, the way he knows the game, it's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. He calls out every blitz before it happens. He's – I mean, he's a film guy. And then, I mean, Stoutland. I think he's an incredible offensive mm-hmm. line coach. He – I mean, those – it's just a special group. It was special when I was there. But in 2019 and 2020, I think we had, you know, 19 different offensive linemen mm-hmm. play. I think this year they've had six. Yeah. Continuity. Yeah, and well, it's incredible. Just tell me something about Jordan Mailata. He's my favorite oh. – he's my favorite – person oh just to look at him oh, i just man. love him i mean he's 380 with a six yeah. pack but then also you know he, he grew up in australia plays rugby you know someone just goes hey man you should go to the nfl he like sends a film yeah. is a seventh round pick and i get you know i wasn't there his first two years but i get he was they said he was just god awful couldn't yeah. didn't understand how to kick step you know couldn't but go how would you yeah and, and yeah now that i was an know. offensive lineman oh, like yeah. and you've probably never kick stepped before i played left tackle in high school actually <laughs> You know, I knew I liked you. I could you. hold it down. So, but like, that is one of yeah. the most. So then you do know it's one of the most oh. unnatural things. Oh yeah, for a human being yeah. to do. Right. Well, and the one thing, but yeah, he is not only like the greatest person in the world too, but yeah. just I mean, just his physical attribute. It's crazy, and I'm just so happy where he's at. It's yeah. like truly incredible. I, I've been in the room with a lot of big dudes, but I like. He's. I I, I want to stand next to him. <laughs> oh, he. I mean, he's one of those guys. You know the. You know your weight every week. I mean, he is yeah. set at like three seventy five because he's just. That's how he's not. He's. Like it's unnatural. Third, he's. He gets between like thirteen and nineteen percent body fat, and he's and three hundred and seventy like, pounds. I don't know if you watch him, but you watch this guy move, like he, he and his technique now. Oh, like I criticize NFL O line technique all the time. His technique is on point. Yeah. He is. That, that's the thing that people don't realize. Everybody looks at the, these offensive linemen and they think about, oh, these big, heavy set guys who just, you know. Fat guys. Yeah. yeah. But they don't realize the footwork and technique yeah. that is involved in that position, particularly yeah. the footwork and how quick you yeah. have to be in terms of your feet. So when you see yeah. a big man with those type of feet, amazing. All right. Um, before we let you go, Alex, we don't have time to ask you for a good Dave Dickinson story, so maybe next time <laughs> we, we'll, we'll track you down. Oh, yeah. Um, our friends at Bet99 have the over-under at 51. I have a feeling being a linebacker, you're probably going to take the under. What do you see happening in this game? High scoring or low scoring? It's got, tw- that's only, what, 25 apiece? I, it's got to be over. Taking the over? Yeah. Wow. 25, I, think it's, I think it's a low 30, mid-20s. Who do you like? Just, 
Eagles. Yeah. What What's the key for them on defense? What's the key for the Eagles' defense against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid in that offense? Turnovers. Yeah. That's how yeah. we stayed in games with them this year. Uh, create turnovers, and you can beat them. Well, Alex and Roberto, thanks so much for stopping by. People want information with Special Olympics. How do they go about it? Yes, uh, super simple, specialolympics.org. It's, they yeah. keep it about as easy as it gets. And, yeah, every city, every school um, should get involved, should be involved, United Champion Schools. They also in Canada. Yeah, like it's, I said, it's the charity, I in, they're international. It's yeah, the charity of choice for my company, England Volkers. Yep. We do a lot of work with them. I'm going to talk to you about it off the air. Tell you. Yeah. Guys, thanks for stopping by. Yep, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Great stuff with Alex Singleton of the Denver Broncos, of course, a former Philadelphia Eagle and a former Calgary Stampeder. Won a great cup with the Stampeders as well. Of course, great player in both leagues. And, hey, speaking of great, how about the Delaney's and OK Tire Langley? You want to talk about great service? Well, these are the guys. They've got you covered from top to toe with all the stuff they do in terms of full auto service. That protects your warranty. We're talking alignment, brakes, car accessories, oil change, struts. I can go on, but you get the picture. Okay, Tire Langley. The Delaney's will look after you. 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them to book an appointment at 604 530 2545. Coming up next on the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show, we continue our coverage with longtime ESPN personality Kenny Main. He's going to stop by to talk about the big game right here on the Northwest Tank Line's Super Bowl Show. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. The biggest game in football is this Sunday. And the two best places to catch the action are Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at Pioneers Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. Plus, food features and football pricing all day long. Meanwhile, at Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game pricing and activities. Football Sunday. Catch the game at Pioneers Pub at number 3 in Williams in Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. Hey, it's the Moj for my friends at Clark Woods LLP. Clark Woods LLP is a law firm designed with your convenience in mind. From the moment you first contact their office, they will work side-by-side with you to ensure your unique set of needs are met. At Clark Woods LLP, they are determined to exceed your expectations of what a lawyer can do for you. Their goal is to make the legal process as painless and as stress-free as possible. Clark Woods LLP, partners in law, partners in your community. Check them out at clarkwoods.ca. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Ladner Landing Pub and Grill, OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Bet99.net, and Resurrection Spirits in East Van. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix, Bob the Moj Marjanovic. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show coming to you from Radio Row, Phoenix Convention Center, our 22nd year at this big game. This year it features the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl 57. It's the Moj, Bob Marjanovic, Chris Burns, along with Kenny Main 
longtime ESPN personality. My the 15th main event. straight year with you. Come on, it's not been 15. It's, hey, it seems it's, like 15, well, maybe. What year is this? This year, 23rd? 22nd. 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. No, Kenny, no, it hasn't you were, been 15. You bring up Wenatchee, you bring up John McKay, you bring up Canada. Well, for people that don't know, easy. you're a former Wenatchee Valley Golden Knight when they actually played football. Yep. And there were a lot of UBC guys that went down to Wenatchee yeah. and then came back up to UBC, and you played with a lot of those yeah, guys. Yeah, John McKay, love him, yeah. miss him. I heard from him a while back. I hope he's doing well. I haven't heard in a while. He was like our dad because, see, he comes down there. UBC leaves, I think, after a year, goes down to the J.C. in Washington. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, 26. Or, you know, <laughs> we're 12 years old. We, I barely have a license. And he, you know, he ruled the family with an iron fit. No, he was a good guy. Great times there. That led me to go to my next school, which was UNLV. Yeah. And you and backed up some guy named Cunningham. No, everybody gets that wrong. Oh, really? Randall was a freshman. Okay. I was a senior. Sam King was the starter. He led the nation in passing yards. I was second. I remember that name. Alan Reynolds was third. Okay. Randall was technically fourth. He could have cleared with all his skills. They could have said, let's let's just go we'll ride mm -hmm. this guy out. But, you know, Sam and I had been there, and, and Alan, and they, they he didn't play the first year. He, I think he ended up redshirting, if I am not mistaken. But in any event, he wasn't really ahead of me. He was a freshman coming in. Before we get to what you're doing on Radio Row, um, I sat beside you at a Seahawks game a few years back and at Lumen Field now, and you were, were talking about your ankle. And yeah. You're, pretty serious injury. Right? Well, I mean, it's funny. We were joking about it before we started. Yeah. Everybody's always, why are you wearing flip-flops? And I have to tell them the whole damn story. Because if I wear shoes, I have a bad day. It's just the way it is. I, I, if somebody wants to invent me some new shoes that don't kill me, bring them on. Mm -hmm. But I've tried everything. So I have this device that I wear. It's called an exosim, and it goes way up above your knee. And what it does is it displaces the pressure on the joint. So if I wear that thing, I can play golf. I can even run sprints. I can play flag football, softball. I can do anything I want. Wow. And we started a foundation called Run Freely, R-U-N-F-R-E-E-L-Y, runfreely.org. And we're taking donations now. Any of your rich friends, tell them about it. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is helping a veteran get pain-free. Because wow. there are so many people who are like me. Like, and I just did mine in football, obviously. But, you know, they're living and there's no cure because the ankle's so messed up and so fused already. Like, there's nothing left to do for it. And they can't do stuff they used to do. I was in that position. I was probably depressed, not wanting to get out of bed, right? Like, ah, oh, dang, I, going to the bathroom, and you know. Yeah. And this has really changed my life. So Gretchen and I. Said, hey, let's do something good, the old pay it forward thing, and we're doing okay. I think we've helped close to 40 veterans in about four years. Do That's they do awesome. anything for knees? <laughs> uh, Mike, I'll, we'll talk afterward. My guy does a little of everything. Does he? Cool. Like He's in my, Gig Harbor, Washington, which is not far from you. Like yeah. my knees right now are, well, the left one has to be replaced, but it's still workable. The right yeah. one, going up and down stairs, it's, it's bad. I can walk and I'll you know walk what? with a little bit of a limp. We're going to make stairs? this a personal health visit All for right. your benefit. Good. I'm going to give you Ryan, his okay. name. He's in Gig Harbor that's near Tacoma. Right. Yeah. yeah. You call him. He'll tell you what he He does everything. He, in fact, he's helped people, you know, who are missing an arm even, like find ways to make something to kind of equalize mm -hmm. so they can lift again or whatever. There's, there's a million things. But he changed my life, and one day I was running on day one. Wow. wow. Amazing. So tell us the purpose of your – Day here at Radio Row. Mainly for this interview, just to consider. <laughs> we got to keep, keep the, the streak, streak alive, alive right? 22 yeah. straight years. Yeah. 22 yeah. long, bitter. It's, no. it's the reason Teddy, we're here, us. too. Well, I left ESPN a year ish ago, a year and a half, and Caesars over there 
Uh, they can't see that because they're on the radio, right? Uh, wait, we have a camera. We'll Maybe. paint them a picture. They, yep. we'll they might be able picture. to see it, but yeah. can you point? Anyway, Caesars approached me. It's funny because the first place I visited when I, you know, like on my recruiting trip was Caesars Palace. And I had an affection for that town, you know, obviously having played there and graduated from there. And it was just kind of wide open because we're still figuring out, well, how do we really implement this stuff? Like, I've been in some real commercials, TV commercials, both national and local. Mostly, though, what I do is what I used to do, like go make up silly stories, and then they use them how they use them. They distribute. Hopefully, they come off well, and people go, oh, I like that guy. Oh, Caesars, I like them. Too. Hey, you know, it's interesting. You talked about visiting there and, you know, the strip and all that, but I've talked to a lot of people that play for the Vegas Golden Knights or with the organization, so to speak, and everyone says the same thing. Everybody thinks the strip is Vegas, but you get out to – the other parts of Vegas, and they just talk about how great of a lifestyle it is. Well, it's warm for openers. If you like outdoor stuff, there's a million options. Yeah. Um, man, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. My day, I used to work, like, legally, NCAA. Yeah. No, we're, like, during my off time, either the summers or the break. The Las Vegas Strip was just north and south. It just I rode my bike to work. Now there's 700 different roads, and it's, yeah. it's crazy. But, um, yeah, no, it's a regular town. Uh, they do have slot machines at Safeway. That's the you know unusual. <laughs> I want to get back to you. You mentioned what you do is you know you write these crazy stories, and like they're awesome. How did you end up basically like getting to do that? How did you convince someone you, to let you go and do that? You know what? I think going back to ESPN, it started in two thousand one. I mean, I'd, I'd always been a little more unconventional than the next guy, probably, but. Yeah. In just my delivery, the sports highlights, whatever. But as far as the pieces you're talking about, me and a guy named Tom McCollum were assigned to go opening week of baseball 20, 2001. And we had some idea, general ideas. Some were kind of straight. Some were kind of funny. But we were just doing the quote-unquote feature story, right? Yeah. And we got, to, I don't know if it was day one or day two, but it hit us at breakfast. We were walking through what we are going to do. And I was like, why don't we just write the whole thing and tell people what to say? Like, a script, yeah. you know, like a comedy script. And we tried it once. I was like, that was pretty good. Let's do it tomorrow. And we, from there, said, what if we did this for the NFL season coming up? And we go week by week, either take real stories and kind of go off the cliff or just make up stories like our fake Seahawk player, the famous Kim Il-Zong, <laughs> who's a five foot seven inch <laughs> Korean guy. And we pretended he plays all 22 positions. So the Seahawks gave him a billion dollars because they want to win now, you know. <laughs> and then the next year, he's been kicked out because it turns out he plays no position. The next year, he's come back as a punt, fair catch. You know, yeah. each year there was a new dumb. Evolution of it. So, you know, this is 20 years ago or so. You know, sports, it's not that long ago, but not exactly the place to go for personality and unique, you know, unique personalities doing what they, what they want to do. And – you know, that was something different. Like the way you, you know, you talk about just your delivery and everything was a little bit different. Was there somebody there who was an advocate for you? Or did they just recognize that, that you were really smart and, and what you did worked for people? Well, there were some people who didn't like it too. I'm, oh, I'm sure there's, that's really the point. I'm sure yeah. there were lots of people like, who were like, what this in the hell? Why didn't he what give are you us doing? more statistics here? Yeah. I don't know. I, I always look at it like most of us who like sports love sitting whether at the game or sitting on the couch watching the game yeah. and we're giving each other a hard time who's rooting for who and making fun of what just happened and coming up with so i always say the thing i ended up getting paid to do was the same thing that got kicked me out of 
fifth grade yep. to the hall. Just what's absurd? What came yeah. to and, my mind? And Kenny, we're speaking with Kenny Maine. Um, Kenny, where do you think it's at now? Because we always have this discussion back home with one of my former co-hosts on here, Donnie Taylor. And, you know, Donnie was, he's like that Chris Berman fan. Like, you know, that he likes to see the personalities in sportscasters. And I, I, it seems to be creeping out of the business if it's even there anymore. You don't see as many personalities as you did maybe 15 or 20 years ago. Well, I don't know. I think that's subjective, with, you know, how you view who's doing what. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of the shows where there's big personalities, the argument shows. Well, know, I'm, talking about, yeah. I'm talking mainly like anchoring. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, some people think so-and-so is really funny, and some people think so-and-so is really stupid, and, and I don't get their jokes. or mm-hmm. what. So all of comedy is subjective, right? And the thing is, though, as much as we might have wanted to screw around and have, have it be a big party, we still, number one issue is get it right and be yeah. correct and say the names right and get the score right. Like, I wasn't, we weren't screwing around to the degree that we, didn't pay attention to what we were supposed to do. We had yeah. every night an assignment. It's like this prop bet sheet, which I'm supposed to mention from Caesars. Um, there was a rundown. Page one was the Laker game. Page two was the Warrior game. Page three was so-and-so just got fired or whatever, you know. And you had to deliver that, but hopefully as you did so, you did so in a unique way. And there's a bunch of different people. Kenny, before we let you go, we know you got to run. Um, the lock of the week for you, what is it? Eagles winning. All right. Money line or yeah? Ju- I mean, I don't. I think the game's impossible. And that wasn't a lock. That was a joke. Uh, <laughs> I think the game is so so tight, and they're both so good. I don't see a big separation, and nothing will surprise me. One team might blow the other out. One team might win by a late field goal. Who knows? Like, whoever gets hot, whoever. I think whoever runs off a minute might be the one. Like, I, I don't see. You know, if if you get down a couple touchdowns, it might be hard, but. Every game's so unique. I think it's usually a fool's errand to make any great predictions about what's about to happen. I think a way to play it, pick your winner and throw a couple other additives to it. Who's going to score the first touchdown? You know, will so-and-so get so many yards or whatever? Kenny, great stuff. We'll do this again next year in Vegas. For our 23rd year in a row. 23rd year. Thanks for doing this. Looking forward to it. Kenny Main, the former UNLV Rebel. Of course, a former Wenatchee Valley Golden Knight as well. And always fun talking sports with Kenny. Before we get to break, we've got to tell you about Mark Whittle. Talk about greatness. How about the folks at Resurrection Spirits? You've got to check it all out down at Franklin Street. We'll give you the address in a second. But what they're doing is they are basically reproducing the rye grain-based spirits that became famous across North America and the world. And they're using sourced ingredients, locally sourced ingredients, to create high-quality products with a distinct essence and appeal. Resurrection Spirits is reclaiming that tradition using 100% B.C. rye grain to handcraft rye whiskey, gin, and vodka. Visit them at 1672 Franklin Street in Vancouver or visit them online at resurrectionspirits.ca. Coming up next, Davis Sanchez from TSN stops by the Sanchez in the house here at Radio Row. He'll give us his thoughts on what's happening here in Phoenix. All that and more on the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show. Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. 
Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. Specializing in handcrafted craft spirits, Resurrection Spirits in Vancouver is the place to go for the finest craft whiskey and liqueurs on the market. Savor the smooth and bold flavors of their special reserve rye whiskey, the perfect ingredient for an unforgettable old-fashioned cocktail. And be sure to try their award-winning Nochino, a unique and handcrafted liqueur made with 100% rye grain spirit. Resurrection Spirits on Franklin Street in Vancouver. Or visit them online and enter The Moj for 20% off your order. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Bet99.net, and Resurrection Spirits in East Van. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix, Bob the Moj Marjanovic. Welcome back. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show coming to you from Radio Row 22nd. We've been at 22nd year. We've been at the big game. It's the Moj along with Chris Burns coming to you from the Phoenix Convention Center. Super Bowl 57 featuring the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, truth be told, Burns yells down there. Our good friend Nate Burleson's walking around chatting with Nate. Oh, Nate. I get a text, and hopefully we're going to get him on the show on the last day here. I get a text from Mike Whittingham, our producer, we can do Sanchez right now. I'm thinking, Mark Sanchez, that's a good get. I'm busting back here. I don't think you've ever seen me move that fast. It's only, I, da- it's only Davis fast, Sanchez. <laughs> well, you can tell that you're in, in Super Bowl mode because any other week of the year when the name Sanchez comes up, this is the guy you'd be thinking of. Of course. Right? But Super Bowl week, it you know, changes a little bit. Because you're, you're – this guy's usually so busy, you can't Sanchez. find him. Hey, t- hold can, on, hold on. We're going to do a little intro here. David Sanchez of TSN joining us. There well, we go. How are you enjoying the week? It's been good. Yeah, yeah you know what? Uh, last night got after a little bit. The first yeah. two nights or three nights I was tame, and, and last night got after a little bit, yeah. so I'm not my best. The one thing in media that I, I've learned uh, rather quickly is that when you're hungover, just tighten your thoughts up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's hard to get your thoughts together on a, any day when you're hungover. It's real tough. So I just just really tightened stuff up. Again, I am the king of the long question. Yeah, I can yeah. relate to that. Like trying to when the mind is a little bit jumbled, and Moj is not afraid to remind me. Like shorten it up, man. <laughs> hey, let's put get it, it this out. way. Burns is sober a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, how many years you've been doing this? Now? Uh, I guess this uh, this is. Five or yeah. six, yeah. Yeah, are you enjoying five you enjoying or six the TV gig? stuff? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, lo- I love it. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Look, I, I, you know, it's cliche BS that uh, blessed and fortunate, yeah. but, but but really, but I you have, are. I have, we all are. yeah. I mean, I, I have the uh, the best job that I could possibly have, in, you know, in, in my situation, and, and and to further that, I'm not naive enough. Uh, to think there's not a hundred other guys that could that could be doing what I'm doing, so I so I, I don't take it for granted. Like really, I'm just yeah. right place, right time. I work hard and I'm handsome as heck. But yeah. reality is, there's work, a bunch of hard. there's a bunch of guys yeah, yeah. that there's a bunch of guys you know that what? are as qualified or more qualified than me. So I'm I'm thankful for as heck to be doing this. People that don't know your first gig doing any sort of analysis was on 10:40, the lines broadcast. Yeah, we brought yeah. you on, and I remember Julio telling you, he said, "What do I got to do?" and 
He said, get reps and do your homework. Yeah. Right? And I think that's the big thing that the Davis Sanchez I saw then, mm-hmm. and all the ex-players tried doing it. Bernsey's still doing it. You go in there, you just kind of try to wing it because you're an ex-player and this and that. It's just kidding, <laughs> Bernsey. said Bernsey's still doing it. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> but you know where I'm going with that, though, right? I mean, you learn that as an analyst or someone in the media now, you've got to work hard at your craft to be good at it. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and you know, yeah, there's a lot of other guys. Especially that could, when you're not all that articulate either. Well, you know, you're doing <laughs> or have or have pipes like Moj. Well, you know, you know I, what, I better that, study that football because that's the that only is, only thing I'm good at is studying football. So I work true. at that. And you know what? Yeah, there are other guys that could do it, but you're, there's a reason you're doing it, right? Because you're better yeah. than them. If they were better than you, they'd be doing it. I appreciate it. Um, you know, everybody wants that job. And I remember talking to you. We've known each other a long time. Absolutely. Um, I remember talking to you when you were trying to make the decision about, like, you know, like, man, like, they want me to move to Toronto. And, you know, like, do I want to do that? And the question's about, like, what is this job going to be? Yeah. And it, just for looking at it from the outside, it seems to me this is kind of like, this is what you hoped it would be, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's... Look, it's, you know, you kind of had a, and I left Vancouver with no, with no, with a promise of nothing. Like TSN didn't say, hey, here's a job, move to Toronto for a job. They, I worked for free. They, they said, they, all they told me was Brett Bailey, who was producer, producing CFL. Then he's now the the lead producer, the big boss at TSN Edge. But, But he basically said, come out here. We like what you're doing. We've seen some of the stuff. We like what you're doing. We think there's potential for you out here. I can't promise you a paying gig right now, but if you come out here, I can get you some reps and do some stuff, and I have a pretty good feeling that you'll stick around. So I basically had to, mm-hmm. you know, move out here and, and, and move out there and uh, and believe in myself and take a shot. So it was cool, it's, and it's and it's uh, I miss home. That's for damn yeah. sure. David Sanchez from TSN is our guest. He's down here covering the Super Bowl, of course, for TSN. He's part of their crew. Um, you know, Burns, you were talking off there, and I said, hey, save it for honor. So let's get into this, because I know Burns, you want to talk about the secondaries. And, of course, you always watch those DBs having played the position both in the NFL and the CFL. So you look at the secondaries and how they stack up. Do you see a team having a decisive advantage in one or the other? Everybody would answer that question and say the Eagles have a much better secondary. And, you know, if you look at experience, pedigree, they do. But but don't discount the young athletic guys in that Kansas City secondary. Kansas City basically went out this offseason and, and they drafted three corners. Like You mm-hmm. don't draft three corners, but they went out and got younger, got athletic, including a first-rounder, and now they can match up with whoever whoever they want and play man. If they want to play man, they can play man um, because of the young talent they have. So it's definitely Eagles have a better secondary, but talent-wise and young talent, KC has athletes. Well, and one of the reasons why I think you, everybody would say, especially if you look at stats, can, uh, Philly's got a better secondary because they got a better defense all around, yeah. right? Like nothing helps a secondary like – you know, a whole bunch of guys with double-digit sacks. Yeah, and nine, nine guys rolling through yeah. on their defensive line, and yeah. all of them are. And Dominican sues your eighth, your eighth yeah. defensive lineman. That's pretty like, good. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And you're getting home with four, yeah. which yeah. helps those guys in the secondary when you have seven in coverage. Right? They're yeah. not going to, you know, to, to add to that, Moj, that's the game plan. They're, they're, they're for sure, and Jonathan Gannon, he'll, he'll let you run. Like, yeah. he just lets you run. He doesn't give it. He doesn't care. Yeah. And and he's gonna let he's gonna let you run. He's gonna take away deep shots, and he's gonna get there with four. And they actually don't stunt at all either. Like if you, no, they don't. A lot, at, no. I think they're thirty second or thirty first or second in the NFL in in stunts because they, they just get to. there with four. And the covers crew to to win 
in the NFL consistently on defense, you have to be able to pressure with four. It, like people are, you, the talk always is, oh, you know, they're going to blitz this guy, especially against a guy like Mahomes, right? I mean, we see this. We used to do it to you guys all the time with Danny McManus. You want to blitz us? Great. We're sure. getting everybody out, and he's getting rid of the ball, right? You want to blitz Pat Mahomes, he's going to kill you. But Philly gets there with four, and they don't vacate. Like, to, to stunt, you got to create a hole, yes. right? Yes. You want to see a quarterback, a guy like Pat Mahomes, hey, he, he sees a looper. He might just go right where that looper came from for a first down, right? If you can beat, like, I say this a lot. To win consistently in the NFL, you got to beat guys. Like, guys, individual players have to be able to beat an win. individual player. Yeah. And I think what it will come down to is Philly's got more of those matchups where Philly's guy can beat Kansas City's yeah, guy. That's fair. You know what's a crazy, a crazy stat or ju- just something I, I looked at uh, about midseason, three-quarters of the way through the season. This is crazy. It's, and this is the evolution of the NFL defensively, and you just nailed it. It's, I looked at the top, the top ten or the, the bottom, the, le- the least blitzes from, from defenses, okay? Mm-hmm. So the bottom ten teams in blitz rate. Yeah. It was a who's who of the best defense in the NFL. Like, think about that. The teams that blitzed the, like, the least were the top. Out of the top ten, it was like eight of those were, were the top ten defenses. It just shows you good defenses rush four because and, they don't want to deal with the great quarterbacks yeah. now and great receivers. You don't want to deal with them. You need guys in the back end and two high safety looks. And strategic blitz, right? Like, I'd like to see the number of, of like, successful blitzes, blitzes that, that – have a positive effect for your defense. Mm-hmm. I bet if you look at that list, I bet it's the teams that blitz the least. Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah, because because it is it's timely. Yeah. It it comes from maybe a different place. Like any offensive line that lets a middle linebacker affect the the rush in a in a blitz. Right. It, like makes me makes me crazy. That should never happen. A a box player blitzing should never affect it should never come free, right? And a, a linebacker should never beat an offensive lineman. Now, you might have a freak out there that, that's a stud. You, you, know, you see guys great pass rushing outside linebackers that you put on the edge and maybe they're going to get there. But, but a, a blitz from the inside should, should never you beat just, an offensive mean, line. You just mean because of, of guys just, just coming, coming down and everything got to beat you outside? Is that the reason yeah, well, for that? Like, like you gotta, a blitz should only beat you if it's coming from an angle right. from somewhere you can't get a guy to. Right. right. right? And, and to, for a quarterback not to be able to beat a blitz, he's got to not expect it coming. A, 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 a good quarterback, a quarterback like Mahomes, right? right? You, you blitz the, the middle linebacker, well, Kelsey's going to the middle, right? right? right. Like, it, right. Uh, you, you, you can't win if, if, the, if your pressure package that you depend on is blitz. I'm with David you. Sanchez yeah. is our guest, TSN analyst. He's down here covering the big game. You know, it's funny, everybody that we talk to, well, I shouldn't say everybody, the majority of people we talk to, the vast majority, pick Philly. Um, is this a game where Philadelphia has to make mistakes to allow Kansas City to win it? No. You don't follow that? No. So I you mean, think Kansas City's just, you know. Kansas City's as, as good as Philly. I mean, look, it's, it's easy to figure one thing out. The betting markets aren't stupid. So we can listen to every ass, every, everybody we want talk about the Eagles are a much better team and they're better at this, 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 this. But when it comes down to it, and I agree with all those things. I agree yeah. that they have a better D-line, a better O-line. you got to play the game. Defense. Yes, but they don't have the best quarterback. So yeah. at the end or of the, the day. Or the best coach. Or the best coach. That's that's debatable. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. But Come po- on. point is the betting line, when the betting line won't move past two, 
or perhaps one and a half. It's not getting to three, but we seem to think everyone thinks the Eagles are going to win. That's not reality because money, money talks, and the people who are in the know and the people who are are real betters, they're not, they're not slamming. Everyone's not slamming the Eagles, and the and the line dictates that. I see. I look at it a little bit differently, and I'm not going to pretend that I understand how the lines work. I think that's something we should talk to you about because you're all, all over that. You you break the teams down, and this is some, a trap that I think I fall into sometimes, right? You look at the two teams, you start breaking it down, like what makes sense, right? And what makes sense, Philly's got more aspects of their game that are better than yep. Kansas City. Not all of them are better. They do not have the best quarterback. And Andy Reid, I think, is one of the best coaches to ever, ever coach. Yep. And a couple of people have made the point, you give that guy two weeks, he's going to find something, right? But you look at the two teams what should happen philly more parts of philly's team is better than the parts of kansas city i think philly wins but that's not reality as Moj just said a minute ago you got to play you got to play the game i think somebody does though i think for philly to lose Mm -hmm. they gotta they gotta make mistakes if philly plays their best game and kansas city plays their best game philly wins ugly Okay, well, let me let me say one one, one thing here. On the outside, think of this, right? And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that because they're yeah. Eagles are. I'm be- probably not going to disagree with you either. Eagles are Eagles are better all around team. Yeah. Sure. If you look on the outside, right, they're going to force. There's no question that there's no question that Kansas City is going to is going to force Jalen Hurts to make big time throws into tight windows outside. That's like they're just not going to yeah. let them run the ball because that's what they want to do. Jalen Hurts to me yet he had a great season. He hasn't proven that he can be an accurate big-time passer. Yeah. His big-time throw, throw rate in the playoffs is 1.8% of his throws in the playoffs have been considered big-time yeah. throws. Pat Mahomes yeah. is like 7%. That's a, massive, that's a massive leap. All right. Who do you like and why? Well, I'm, I'm taking Kansas City right now okay. because I have a massive futures bet on, on the Chiefs. Uh, Look, I'm not making a game pick yet because I'm just going to let things play out, to be honest with you, and, okay. and see what happens closer to Sunday. Time for the Fab Five, brought to you by Delaney's, OK, Tyron Langley. Good childhood mm. friends of mm. Davis, My guys. Trevor and Clayton. I'm just making this up on a whim, right? So we're yeah. calling it the Fab Five. Five questions. I like, Dar- I like Darlene more than I like either of those boys, <laughs> to be honest with you. Ooh, that's Who cold. Who's Darlene's uh, sweet. And, yep. of course, Trevor. Um, OK, here we go. Fab Five. This pertains to your TSN crew down here in Phoenix. All right. Most likely to miss a morning meeting. Naylor, Farhan, oh, f- whoever. I mean, Na- you know I mean? Naylor. Naylor might have missed the, Naylor? this morning's yeah. meeting. Yeah. I saw him last okay. night. Um, most likely to be late for a ride. Naylor's going to be on everything you ask these questions. Naylor's a beauty. Naylor. Okay. Most likely to forget to pay a tab when you go for dinner or his part of the tab. Dave Naylor. Okay. It's, it's Most time spent in makeup. Oh, it's going to be Kara Waglin. Yeah, it's going to be a male, because it's not fair, because if he might have to do hair and Davis all that. Davis Sanchez, yeah, maybe? Yeah, if it's male, it's probably me. Okay, yeah. most likely to take a selfie with a celeb. Kara Waglin. Okay. Uh, all of us are ex-players. When I'm not taking a selfie with anybody, and I don't think Duffy gives a crap, and, and Luke's not doing it, so yeah. That doesn't always hold true. We, know, uh-huh. we have a friend who's an ex-player who will take a <laughs> selfie with anybody. Mitch Berger is the master. Yeah, oh, the dude. selfie master. I, I, have think, seen, I wouldn't take a selfie with anybody. I, don't, I wouldn't take a selfie with I Michael have, Jordan. I have seen Berger swoop in in a span of 17 seconds, introduce himself, position himself for a selfie, take the selfie, and walk off. It's amazing. Yeah. Davis, you've been amazing as well. Thanks so much for stopping by. This has been a lot of fun. Continued success with TSN. 
And I'll uh, miss we'll you talk guys. To you soon. I miss you guys. Bernsey, we'll nice to see you. For the record, we love, we love Mitch too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. North South, North South the Huskies, baby. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Great stuff with the former North Delta Husky, Davis Sanchez, stopping by. Before we get to break, got to tell you about Guile Clark and his crew at Clark Woods LLP, a law firm that specializes in estate litigation, family law, immigration, will and estate planning, personal injury matters, and what Guile does best, baby, his chirping. I'm telling you, the guy's got such, such good wit. I'm telling you, I want this guy in court because big reason why he thinks quick on his feet. I've seen it happen over and over with me. For more info, visit ClarkWoods.ca, ClarkWoods LLP, partners in law, partners in your community. Coming up next, we're going to visit with an old friend, Lisa Gangle. You might remember her from her time at King TV in Seattle as a sports anchor there. She is now Lisa Kearney, and she's a rock star with FanDuel. She's here as part of their coverage at Super Bowl 57. She stops by next right here on the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl show. Thinking of closing your business but not sure what it's all worth or how to get it sold? Let the experts at Able Auctions help. Able Auctions has helped thousands of BC-based business owners sell their business assets, equipment, and inventories for over 30 years. Recent sales include metal shops, wood shops, construction equipment, vehicle and truck fleets, and a whole lot more. If it's a business with assets, Able Auctions can get it sold. To get your business assets sold, email sales at ableauctions.ca. That's sales at ableauctions.ca. The biggest game in football is this Sunday. And the two best places to catch the action are Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at Pioneers Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. Plus food features and football pricing all day long. Meanwhile, at Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game pricing and activities. Football Sunday. Catch the game at Pioneers Pub at number three in Williams in Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. Specializing in handcrafted craft spirits, Resurrection Spirits in Vancouver is the place to go for the finest craft whiskey and liqueurs on the market. Savor the smooth and bold flavors of their special reserve rye whiskey, the perfect ingredient for an unforgettable old-fashioned cocktail. And be sure to try their award-winning Nochino, a unique and handcrafted liqueur made with 100% rye grain spirit. Resurrection Spirits on Franklin Street in Vancouver. Or visit them online and enter The Moj for 20% off your order. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Ladner Landing Pub and Grill, OK Tire Langley, Able Auctions, Bet99.net, and Resurrection Spirits in East Van. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix, Bob the Moj Marjanovic. Welcome back to the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl Show. It's the Moj, Bob Marjanovic, coming to you from Radio Row at the Phoenix Convention Center and our 22nd year at the big game. And i, I got to say our next guest to me, it's, it's a lot of fun interviewing this beautiful young lady. And I'm going to call her young because, hell, she still is young. Um, a lady that we met many years ago working in Seattle for, I believe, King 5. Mm-hmm. Sat beside her in the press box a bunch of times watching those Seahawks games at whatever it was back then, Quest. 
Lumen, yeah. who knows? I don't know. I Lisa, think Lumen was after my time. <laughs> yes, it was. It was Lisa Gangle at the time, but you probably better know her now as Lisa Kearney. Uh, of course, married a former Seahawk, and now is the big host down there on the FanDuel Network. Man, you just—it's awesome seeing you. It's so good to see your face, yeah. and I love that hug you just gave me—that big bear hug. It's so good to see you. Thanks for the warm welcome. I'm so happy to be here talking to you. Man, so like, I, I just look at your career, and I think to myself, you go from King Five. I think you were doing like weekends and like you know fill in, and yep. you do that, and now fan. How did it all? How did you get from point A to point B? Yeah, I mean, would you believe I've been in this industry for almost 20 years now? It's uh, it's been a, a long and uh, awesome journey. I started in, I started in Butte, Montana. Uh, you know, everybody. You know, when I'm at ESPN, it's I get the emails from the kids in college that are like, "How do I get right to ESPN?" I'm like. That's the thing, you don't get right to ESPN. You've got to learn, and that's the best part of the journey is learning and meeting people and learning not only the physical aspects of the job and how the TV works and how the camera works and how the lighting works and how to work with a camera operator and all these different things, but it's learning how to uh, carry yourself. It's learning how to ask questions. It's learning how to listen to answers that of, of your guests that are giving you know the responses. So then you can follow up with with great um, you know great questions. And it's just there's there's a <laughs> there's a lot to learn in the process. And you asked me how I got here from Seattle. It was um, you know Seattle to then you know Patrick and I get married. We go to the East Coast. He uh, starts at Columbia University. Got his MBA. Go husband. Um, so I went right to MLB Network and then CBS in New York and then ESPN. And after five years of Sports Center at ESPN, and absolutely loved my time. It was the best, you know. I, I really absolutely loved it. I'm so grateful for that opportunity. But I say that only to say all of that experience set me up to be able to launch into this um, with FanDuel and here we go off and running. More ways to win FanDuel TV sports betting analysis show Thursdays and Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern 7 Pacific. We got that little plug in. Yeah you know, it's Sundays Saturdays and Sundays at 8 a.m. Yeah Eastern time. You know it's interesting um, you talk about just getting that work in. I remember talking to Chad Brown former Seahawk you might remember mm-hmm. he was there a little before your time but in the league at the same time and Chad was I think he's working out of Denver now still and we we're talking about getting into the industry, and he just said, "Man, I just I just want to get reps, right? It's like a football player; you want to get reps." Mm-hmm. And we had a fellow in Canada who did some BC Lions post game shows with us, and you know what it's like with these guys after they finish playing, they could I'm just going to wing it, right? Well, you can't wing it, right? And you get exposed pretty quick. And he learned rather quickly that I got to do my homework; I got to prepare just like I'm preparing for a game. And now he's working nationally, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's something that I think a lot of ex-athletes go through is they think they can just step in and it'll be easy and then they find out that it's actually really hard it's not it's not something easy it's hard to be on the other side yeah right it's hard to be whether you're on on our side where we're asking the questions and then you come on the other side and you're answering you know we we are we are professionals and we um you know we want to take care of whoever we're we're interviewing with athletes we want them to be able to feel comfortable and come back right but you don't. You can't always have that confidence with anybody that's asking you the question. Yeah. So, um, you know, as an athlete, you have a very different perspective of media than we do on the other side. So, to flip those roles, um, you know, you're kind of like out of your element. You're out of your zone a little bit. And speaking about that, talk about the transition from being like you know a sports reporter, anchor, and you know working with mainstream sports, and now kind of transitioning more into a betting type theme show. 
and how that transition worked. Yeah, so I came to FanDuel in 2018. Um, I left ESPN in that spring, which was the spring of when the uh, Supreme Court repealed PASPA. And so um, I had heard about that. I knew that happened. I didn't know, I had no idea at the time the uh, effect that would have on my life personally and the trajectory of my career. Um, so when I left, I essentially truly, and it's so cliche now that I'm with FanDuel, but I, I bet on myself. I bet on myself. I left ESPN and a contract on the table and I bet on myself that I would be somewhere else that was a better balance for me and my family. Mm -hmm. Four small kids at home. I needed to be have a little more mommy time. I needed to be able to um, you know, have a bit more control over my schedule. And along comes Kevin Grigsby with this content side of FanDuel and, um, you know, with the TVG background. And he's like, hey, you were on ESPN. You hosted the fantasy show. You did SportsCenter. You're exactly who we're looking for to launch this show. And I was like, I mean, I'll go to, I live in Connecticut. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. like, I'll go to Los Angeles and I'll talk to this guy, but I'm not going to take the job. Like, it's all the way in LA. And I'm on the plane back and I'm coming. I'm like, dang. Now I really want this job. Like he just, he's just a, a phenomenal guy and um, one of the best bosses I've ever had. And so, uh, you know, it was a challenge as well that was put in front of me. And I was like, yes, let's go. Let me learn everything there is to, to know about sports betting. And uh, it's been fun. Last year, was that your first Super Bowl last year? First Super Bowl, yeah, that in, we in were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FanDuel. Mm -hmm. But you've been to Radio Row and all that before, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just like with. FanDuel in the first year, you just got the big stage. Like, for people that don't know, Radio Row, I mean, schmucks like us, we just have a little table. You've got, like, this massive set where you share with Pat McAfee and his crew. I mean, you walk by, everyone's looking, eyes are upon you, man. Who's, just... who's on the FanDuel set today? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have a great lineup. We've got uh, Kay Adams, who's doing her show up in mm -hmm. Adams in the morning, and then Pat McAfee takes over the set, and then it's my turn. I kick him out of the chair. I'm like, yo, Pat, got to go. It's Kearney time, we got more ways to win coming in hot. Uh, so, yeah, in, in, in our talent, we all get along so well. I mean, we really support each other in a way that's just super cool. We yeah. got uh, our new NBA show with Michelle Beadle and Sham Sharania, and, uh, you know, they're doing a great job. Chandler Parsons, and they're going to be um, coming to Arizona here shortly. And we've got our big FanDuel Super Bowl, super Bowl party on Friday. So we're all going to get back together again, and um, that'll be super fun. We're going to have to get tickets to that one. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing, too, with, um, with Pat and we talked to Pat last year. We did our show, and so down to earth, right? I mean, for a guy whose career is like just like a meteoric rise, and even this year talking to AJ Hawk afterwards, it, it, you talked about the chemistry, and you know everyone kind of getting along. It doesn't seem like people. I mean, you need an ego to be in this business. That's not, let's not kid ourselves. But in terms of the way you conduct yourself, so down all of them. They're so down to earth. I mean, it seems like you got a really good cast of characters there that lends to that culture that you have and that makes work so much fun. Yeah, well, it's funny because Kay and I are on such different schedules. And so Kay's, you know, DMing me and texting me like, when are you here? I'm like, I'm here then. Wait, oh, I'm not here. So then we're switching up. And then we're, you know, we keep missing each other. And, and Pat and I see each other literally every day as I'm getting off the set. And uh, to, to put Pat into like, you talk about him being such a nice guy. He truly is. Like, like, there's not a time that I see him that he doesn't come over and give me crap. You know, I'm getting my makeup done, and he's like, hey, you missed a spot. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I'm like, please, Pat. You know, I, I roll out of bed and look like this. Get out of here, you know. Uh, he's tons of fun, and I think every anybody that's watched him knows that yeah. he 
is just a ball of fire and he wants to have a great day and he wants to have a great moment every moment and so uh it's been it's been a real thrill to get to work uh, alongside him all right we look at the game this sunday the chiefs and the eagles uh, i imagine you've been talking about it quite a bit on your show but let's talk it from a gambling perspective what are some of the bets that you're hearing that you're saying hey you know what i really like this yeah so I'm, I'm a big fan of this MVP, uh, the MVP race, because you could go chalk and you could go quarterback and everybody's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, you can't go wrong. if who, Whatever team wins, the quarterbacks are so good. They have such a good shot. Well, you know, the odds aren't the best there, obviously. They're, you know, you're going to go chalk. Got to find value, right? If you're going to find some value, Bob, why don't you look at what Chris Jones has done all year long, 15 and a half sacks, fourth most in the league, the way that he, his success, his pass rush success rate, 21.5%, and the thing from the tackle position, and the thing that no one talks about that I think is baffling is that he's double teamed on 69.2% of those Look rushes. Look at you dropping numbers on but, us. I mean, you know I love the defense. Yeah. And, uh, and I just, it's like that he has not gotten the love, and it wasn't until we see him do what he did against Joe Burrow and change the game against the Bengals that people are like, oh, man, Chris Jones is having a day. I'm like, he's having a season. His odds on the sportsbook are uh, 40 to 1, so you can hit up the FanDuel Sportsbook app and you can you can drop a little something. 40 to 1, but, I mean, going up against that Eagles offensive line, that's why it's probably so high. Yeah, it is. But if he can penetrate and he can get back there, it's going to change the day for the Chiefs. He's he's like the X factor, I think. I mean, Travis Kelsey's got to have his day. He's got to have it a big time. Listen, Patrick Mahomes has to do what he does. He has to be magic. He has to be the most magic of all the magic days he's had. But um, I think Chris Jones is going to be a, a big X factor. Well, I'll moment. tell you what. I just found a prop bet on um, FanDuel. And just, uh, I just Googled it up on the line uh-huh. here. Lisa Kearney to have another child go to five plus – Fifty thousand. Put a hundred bucks on it. You get fifty thousand if yeah, you have another one like yeah. fifth. And the other one is you're still going to look great after. It's like you have to pay like a thousand to win a hundred. So bad value there. Well, if you win that bet, uh, you'd need to buy me a sprinter van because <laughs> I can't even fit any more kids in the uh, <laughs> in the good old minivan with the sliding door. Uh, yeah, no, we're good. We're good. My kids are eleven, nine, seven, and seven. That's awesome. We're in such a good zone right now. Anybody at home that's listening with kids is like, yeah. yeah you, they still like you. They still want to hang out with you and still snuggle. Smart. Yeah. But they all can carry their own stuff. Yeah. I'm like, everybody pick up your bags, put your shoes on, let's go, and wait, we can wait, roll out. Wait till your daughter gets like about 15 and you want to drop her off at school, and she says, you can drop me off here. We're a block away. No, no, this is good. And oh, like, my nine-year-old already has me turn the radio <laughs> down. Oh, yeah, that's another one. And I'm yeah. like, this is a good jam. They're like, Mom, stop. I'm uh-huh. like, what? Fine. You're a cool mom. But you know, I'm, Well, I'm the cool mom. Yeah, Come on. there we go. No, they don't think I'm the cool mom. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, Lisa, this was awesome. Thanks so much for stopping by and catching up. Hopefully we get to do this again soon. Yeah. Well, I know where I'm going to find you at this time next year. There you go. Thanks, Thank you. guys. Thanks for having me. Great stuff. Catching up with Lisa Kearney. Of course, as we mentioned, knowing her about 20 years ago when she was Lisa Gangle working at King TV and amazing to see her journey uh, now all the way through to FanDuel and being a rock star down here at Radio Row in phoenix all right that's a wrap for us today hope you enjoyed the content that we are providing from radio row as part of our northwest tank line super bowl coverage and by the way there's way more content available on social media as well nick kowalski from the bc lions is part of our team down here doing a tremendous job you can check it all out mojon sports whether it's youtube at the real moj 
on Twitter, at The Real Moj on Instagram. And we even got a TikTok account going now, I believe, at The Real Moj as well. You can check that out as well. All the great content behind the scenes. A lot of fun stuff that Nick's putting up. Please visit those sites. That's it. Again, thank you for doing what you're doing and listening to this. We're going to tell you one thing before we get out of here. Be safe. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com.